And tonight, we study the teachings of the longtime host of the 700 Club, whose thoughts we've been filing away for months now to bring you this, the collected wisdom of Pat Robertson. Satanic rituals, it seems like a fun exercise. Save your Confederate dollars, the South will rise again. I've got an uncontrollable <laughs> urge to watch pornography. Let's have a party. <laughs> Let's get drunk. I've got an uncontrollable word, uh, urge to uh, smoke dope. We want that man that we can have <laughs> sex with him. I was cheating on my husband. Well, oh, why not blow up something as kind of a, of a hoot? ISIS! Let's tear stuff down. You gotta be careful. I mean, the towels can have AIDS. I ate pork chops. Oh, big deal. How come Mars is getting hotter? They don't have any SUVs in Mars. Are you stupid? <laughs> oh, and that's the always great Pat Robertson ISIS. giving us some insight for tonight's show. Courtesy of the Jimmy Kimmel Show. Of yes. course. That was pretty funny. I, oh, yeah. Really funny. I've I've seen a couple of clips of him, and I've thought like, to I wonder if together. anybody's like put together a whole bunch of this shit because he goes into these little tangents as if he's speaking to the person who yeah, is yeah. in his mind sinning, you know, and and puts himself in their shoes and makes these ridiculous comments like that. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I saw that. I'm like, dude, we gotta have this as an opener. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yes, you, could, you, could, you could do that with any. I mean, like, oh yeah. Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron would be fucking hilarious, too. Oh, yeah. Dude. Their words in context are fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, taken out of context, that would be gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back. Another week on the Gauss Revolution, everybody. Hi, y'all. I'm Ryan Duffy. I'm Dan Ellis. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and in the studio with us this evening, we have the lovely Amanda Johnson. Mm-hmm. Who is currently uh, serving as the president for Atheists of Utah. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's it going? Busy. Yeah. Super busy. Getting ready for the gala. The gala. Yeah. So, yep. Lots of work going into that. That's going to be, is it 20 or 20s or 30s themed? It's it's the 1920s, 20s. is our okay. theme. We don't require that you guys come dressed in 1920s attire. Oh, I know not everyone wants to. But well, I've been so. shining up my spats. See? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. We've we've had a lot of comments about that, but I think it's great. Yeah, you'll never take me alive. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it fun. <laughs> bring bring a an airsoft Tommy gun. Make sure the tip's red on it. Yeah, that's when that's when people used to dress up for bank robberies. Yeah. <laughs> Put on all their fine linens. <laughs> there was no such thing as DNA, so they just knew as long as they weren't there when the cops sh- showed up, they got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tell them it was the Suggins boys. <laughs> 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 it was We're a, out of here. It was a sharply dressed man with a hat and a big gun. Stripes and a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> Drove away really, really fast mm-hmm. in a Lincoln. Or a Studebaker, maybe, even then. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. when is the gala? We know we've talked about it once already. It's, is it gala, or is it gala, or is it gala? Hey. I have no idea. Oh, it's I however say, you want to say it. <laughs> I say gala. What the hell word is that? It's know. Gaelic? Gala, Gaelic, I know. Gay. <laughs> 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 nice. Okay. <laughs> so the gala's on uh, March seventh. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple weeks before it's coming up. Um, we're actually extending our ticket sell date. We're going to sell tickets up until the Friday before. Oh, nice. Right. So. And how much are tickets? 
Tickets are $60 for members, $75 for non-members, and then we have an after-party only that's $15. Oh. What, when, what, so what are the times for all of the, uh, for the whole shebang? And the reception things? with hors d'oeuvres starts at 6, dinner is at 7, and then after-party starts at 9. Nice. And where is it being held? It's at the University Park Marriott. Did you already say that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. I've... What's the capacity? Uh, we're looking for about 70 people, so 70 to 100. But we have plenty of space. We're not even worried about space. Somebody's okay. phone is making a fart sound. I know. Stupid tech. No, it's not mine. It's not mine. You know what? The, the funny thing is, I think when they did that last week, you couldn't even hear it, like in the actual final thing. So I don't oh, know yeah? Oh. That audio software must be pulling it out. Probably. Yeah, we should talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. P- pulling out or audio software? <laughs> pulling, yeah, pulling out. So we have some lovely links lined up here. Uh, uh, I was going to say that first one, that romantic tips one. Oh, I thought said- <laughs> you said romantic tips and I have fecal transplant. <laughs> oh, that's, that's for science. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I can see how this works way better than paper, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to modernize me. This lovely guy here has a lot of tips for romance. Oh. Biblical tips, because mm-hmm. apparently Jesus told him all the right moves. Told him? Yeah, told him. Oh, okay. He gave him the heads him. up. Personally. No, no, nothing about, nothing on this guy. I'm just saying Jesus talked to him personally and uh, told him this stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Uh... How arrogant is that kind of thought? Seriously, like, <laughs> like, how fucking arrogant are you to think that, you know, you are Christ's messenger on earth. He talks to you so that you can relay his word to everybody else. Yeah, and yet and yet, every Mormon does that every day. Yeah, they, they with have, their they personal have, revelations. Well, at least every uh, Mormon man has the line. right has the right for inspiration mm. of their fa- for their family. True, yeah. Women, you can't do that. No, women can't do that. Nope. Yeah. Don't even try it. Apparently You'll my, get kicked out. Apparently my new tablet didn't want to connect to your... Fucking internet. Well, did you put in the right password? I, I, yeah. thought, I thought I did. So connecting to Jesus is all about having a penis. <laughs> but if you scroll down here, uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. He's got all these lovely tips on. It's like a trailer hitch. It's your, like your, a ball your, hitch. Your, your, your marital roles nice. as a man and woman. <laughs> and you might have some insight into this since he's, he, he lays it all out. The first part's kind of boring. He just talks about how Jesus came and <laughs> well, talked to him in a dream. How Jesus came. That sounds exciting. Uh, Jesus yeah. came to him in a dream? Well, the video at the end is way too long. It's about 15 minutes long, as it said right there. Whoa, what the fuck was that? That was a little pop-up. blogger. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, he's kind of scary. Uh, but here's what uh, his revelation comes to him. and He's kind of got all this stuff, like uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. <laughs> whipping. Yeah. Also, yeah, not torture. Touch, also not touching. I am I am dyslexic. I have only had one drink out of a beer, and I don't know what's touching, going on. Wiping, touching and meaning. wiping animals. Or, if you read it in English, it's torture and whipping. Yeah. <laughs> or Dude, I was just about to compliment your state on education here in a little bit. <laughs> Please don't now. <laughs> it's better than Utah's. It is better than Utah's, yes. Uh, touching, we'll wiping, and meaning of the animals. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was 
I, I hope I'm not having like a stroke. Yeah, so do I actually. Are you having a stroke right now? Okay. <laughs> so the, so this section is the revelation he's received from Jesus coming. Yes. If you okay. if you go down a little further in the article, he actually lays out like one, two, three, four, five, six of the actual like commandments on how you're supposed to be romantic with your wives. Oh, there we go. Number one, practicing woman on top. Bad. Oh. Number one, couples who practice the woman on top. I want to repeat this because this is a warning we, he, uh, he gave me. When you are with your wife, the Lord has made man to be the head, not the woman. So those men who enjoy their wife coming on top of them, <laughs> that's what he wrote. I didn't add that in there. And it's not uh, spelled, the, C, it's spelled C-O, oh, yeah. not C-O, C-U. Yeah. In the marital bed. The Lord say bed. matrimonial. Yeah, that's, I'm having a stroke. They are not coming to heaven at all. Ugh. Okay. Weird. So the men who enjoy their wife coming yeah. on top of them in the matrimonial bed. And then he says practicing like a dog bad. I'm thinking he means doggy style. I'm assuming. Yeah. He's also very South African in the way he... Uh, is this the same guy who made that video about gays and they like to eat the poop? No, no. They eat the poopoo. No. This, this is a younger guy. Oh. He, but he's from South Africa? I, it, it's accent is very much a South African style accent. Is, is this the same preacher that's been getting notoriety for, quote, turning gasoline into pineapple juice and having uh, people drink that? I haven't what? heard of that one. Uh, but he's not. This isn't the same guy that told him to eat the grass, though. That was that older guy, or okay, the guy that's who was the guy who did the pineapple, who thing. was trying to find a wife by having them strip their clothes off and stick his nose in their butt. <laughs> okay, so he learned from the hyenas how to find a. Well, that would be under yeah. category two, practicing like a dog, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny that it starts out with number two. Yeah, <laughs> right. Practicing like a dog. Yeah. Yeah, bulleted, bulleted item number two, practicing like a dog, bad, number two. Dude, number two. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord told me about those who practice like a dog. The Lord did not, uh, the Lord did not to create you to behave yeah. like a dog on your matrimonial bed or like a cow or like a chicken. I've never known cow or chicken. I would say like <laughs> a chicken. Chicken style. <laughs> like a chicken would fall under number four, masturbating, <laughs> right? Choking. Choking yeah, of the chicken. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then practicing bondage is, of course, bad. He's got nothing. Or different styles. Yeah. I mean, and, if you're, and all these are him saying, God told me this. If you're practicing hanging with your wife bondage, you are inventing different styles. Don't go and be hanging your wife. It seems like this is a common theme <laughs> with all religious Don't people. Go. I mean, is, this, is this why it's called missionary st- position? Because... Maybe. They only accept that. Don't go and be hanging your wife. Don't go and be hanging your husband. Do not try different styles. They do sex in different ways that are contrary to God. So does that mean mm. that autoerotic asphyxiation is okay? Uh, uh, no, because that would, that would come under masturbation number four. Yes. Those who masturbate. That department of hell is for them. Those who give <laughs> lustful pleasure to the flesh. Women who masturbate. Men who masturbate. Wait, is that, that's not even a full sentence. The demons will come to them, and while the masturbator's soul will cry, the demons will be laughing and they will be happy. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy <laughs> demons. Okay. Happy, happy masturbator demons. Okay, number one was not having the woman on top, right? Right. Yeah, so number five, five was to the first acceptable one. Having man lie on top of woman. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he didn't say good. <laughs> right. Just, yeah, everything just, else okay. is bad, and this one's okay. Okay, maybe bad, maybe not. Okay. 
The man should lie on top of the woman. The natural style, the one way God has given us as man and wife. Yeah. Can she lay on her stomach? Ooh, that <laughs> That might be dead doggy style. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't he's he doesn't go into specifics on that one. I want to I want to hear what this guy sounds like. For uh, a you want to hear his voice? He he starts off with a prayer, so be warned. Ugh. Let's see. Oh yeah, he's got it's he's got his little warning on there. Warning Warnings to married Christian couples from the Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. I mean, he, then he's got to do it again, but down lower. <laughs> For all those that couldn't see the middle of the screen, now he doesn't, you know, talk. Let us pray. <laughs> Our Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We bless you for your hand of grace and mercy. Lord, as I share this revelation, yeah. I pray that God that yeah. will. He sounds kind of like the guy that, we, that chick that you prank called that one time. Yeah, I was thinking that too. 14. Yeah. The Bible says the sinners in Zion are afraid. He's reading. Yeah. Surprised you should put your cue cards above the camera, buddy. So your eyes are burning fire. Who among us shall dwell above, below, somewhere near the lens? Hell is a devouring fire. Hell is an everlasting burnings. Burnings? I think he said everlasting boning. Yeah. So I want to tell you something today. Why not? Must be chicken style. One day, the Lord showed me hell fire. Oh, the Lord showed him. Showed him hellfire. I had this burning in my crotch area. <laughs> <laughs> Feels a lot like fire. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, yeah. This that's some good guy. stuff. Yeah, we can talk about that one. That one's kind of funny. When we get, when we get to a, a need to have a little comedic break yeah. from freedom from a religion foundation. Yeah. So, you are you enjoying being the president of the of the Godless Heathens here in the state of Utah? Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, sir, did you want that? Thanks, man. <laughs> trying to bogart the, the bottle opener. <laughs> I was trying not to interrupt you, but I was sort of creeping in on you. <laughs> so on the board now there is yourself and Tiffany Hudson. She's the treasurer. Oh, I love Tiffany. Yep. And Grant's our vice president. Grant Larimer. Grant great. Lisa Baggerly is secretary. Mm-hmm. And then we invited Tim Van Zeben to join us. Yay. And he's been He's been on the show. He's been doing some work for us as diversity coordinator. He's gonna oh, continue great. that aspect of it and then take on a few additional things. He'd be really great at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a lot of really good contacts yeah, in he does. the LGBT community for sure. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, really good political contacts. Yeah, he does sure. that too, yeah. Yeah. He's a fairly outgoing guy. Yeah. That's somebody's phone. It's just weird. Yeah, mine's on the floor. <laughs> I'm not, not I'm not important enough to talk to. <laughs> so I'll turn mine off just in case, but Does everybody yeah. have their cell phones turned off? Okay, and we can start the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. What did you change, Ryan? Uh I plug you do? everything in the exact same way as I do every week. It's Jesus. Look us doing it again. You probably got some dude out there playing with his ham radio. Play, <laughs> playing with his ham That's radio. That sounds like a total euphemism for sure. The blinds are open even. Oh. I don't, I don't. So besides the, uh, the gala coming up, or gala, or whatever we want to call it, what else has Atheist Utah got coming up here in the near future, or this summer even coming up, that you got planned? We have the camp out planned already coming up i don't recall the exact date of that right now but i like the camping trip it's always fun that'll be at jordanelle 
Ooh. So kind of close for a lot more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the camping trip a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's probably my favorite thing. Oh, I think I think I might be able to make it this year because yeah. I remember last year I really wanted to, but I was still working Saturdays. But now I'm not. So nice. Yeah, I went there last year and got really drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you you took some cool pictures. Almost everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was weird. Ryan showed up, and I think I maybe said like "Hi" and "How you doing?" to you like the whole time. I hardly saw you at all that week. Well, I mean. I was, there's like five campfires going on. I was kind of perusing around each campfire. Hanging there were out a with lot of people. people. Yeah. And by the end of that last night, I made it over by your campground. But I talked to Bob Henline like the entire rest of the night and took pictures. Bob likes to talk. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you want a drink? Let's get, come on over in the tent. I got some rum in here. Let's, let's go drink some more rum. I'm like, good, because I'm out. <laughs> I miss that guy being moved all to the fucking South Canada and shit. <laughs> Someone never, never heard Montana me. referred to as South Canada. Well, he's in northern Montana. Oh, so yeah, basically. Yeah. And it was it was somebody I believe at the Atheists of Utah uh Halloween party. Um someone had said that Bob had moved to Montana and somebody yelled out, Oh, I hear that's the rich man's Wyoming. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think Montana definitely looks nicer than Wyoming. There's some nice parts of Wyoming. Yeah, there's, and there's some. No, I see my eyelid twitching. It's driving me fucking nuts. I'm trying to figure out which one. No. My left eyelid. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's driving me fucking nuts, man. I, your eyelids. Twitching. I don't know which one did something, but you making my eyelid twitch. <laughs> Jesus, it's That's, not gonna stop. Just power yeah. through. Yeah, Maybe I, I just need more to drink. <laughs> Kill those nerve endings. Either All way, right. sweet, uh, sweet podcasting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this episode just got off to a weird start. <laughs> I'm being weird tonight. <laughs> fucking weird, man. I'm being fucking weird tonight. <laughs> I still fucking giggle about that. Wasn't that two weeks ago? Yeah. Being yeah. Weird? You're a listener. <laughs> of course. Nice. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not telling poop stories at the end, though. Oh, Sorry, guys. Uh, so okay. I, <laughs> but that is something I plan to animate. <laughs> your poop. We're, your poop story. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna start doing flash animations of clips from then. That's one I'll do. Nice. Well, not not anybody else's, but I'll I'll do mine. Yeah. I I, I had sent last week's podcast to my uncle because uh, 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 Mark Lawrence being on and stuff, and uh, and, yeah. uh, and he's like, yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. Just. Uh, Ah, uh, the poop stories were kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mark still owes the world his poop story. No, that'll yeah. be next time he comes on. <laughs> I kind of let him get off on that. I not, I, I let him get away without doing it. I was, I wasn't gonna push him into it. I, I don't know. You must tell us about the poop. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have next? We have ways of making you talk about the poop. Uh, this was gonna be my my science article for the week. Okay, we're okay. We sh- Seems like a natural segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Did funny you, science. Or okay. the the drunk guy. That was funny too. Yeah. Which one which one did you want to do? Uh we can do whichever one you want to do first. Let's go into the fecal transplant. Okay. Okay. Hey Dan, you want to do that voice we did earlier? Sure. This week in science. <laughs> okay, so we tried something new there. <laughs> so I've heard of this before. 
But when someone has a problem with their intestines and the, they have to get them like cleaned out or flushed out because they got something going on, they no longer have the little microbes and little bacteria in there to help you digest food. So mm-hmm. you become really sick because you can't digest it. So what do they do? It's a poop transplant. They take uh. poop from someone else and they transplant it into you. Yeah. Well, apparently, they're now finding out that if you take poop from some obese person and transplant it into you, it can then make you obese. Really? So... This lady here had the procedure done, and then she ended up gaining more than 40 pounds since the transplant while she's still trying to work out and eat right and everything. Everything she's doing, she cannot stop gaining weight. Hmm. So if you were to take poop from a skinny person as a fat person, like could you totally do – you could do a colon cleanse and then get a poop transplant from a skinny person and lose weight? I don't know. They haven't tried that yet. Uh, Do a reverse. Actually, uh, they have talked about it. I've seen articles about it. This was like a big news thing last year for, yeah. for people about how how the microbes in your gut and your intestines can actually affect Determine. your 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 weight. Oh. This is how current we are. This was a big news thing last year. <laughs> well, this, well, this was February 4th of this year. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody, uh, one of my Facebook friends posted a link uh, about Harold Camping declaring. Oh, yeah. Declaring an end to the world coming soon, and I was like, like for the um, what, fifth time, you know, he died in 2013, oh, yeah. Yeah. and the article you posted is from 2011. Mm-hmm. So I saw that too. <laughs> but apparently, now that they found out that fecal matter can make you obese when it comes from someone who has obese microbes, uh, they now have to screen everyone's poop. <laughs> That's, that seems like an easy screening. <laughs> I, you know, I wonder if it, if it, if it looks at the weight or if they can look at the poop and go, hey, you know, you show signs of like Fat fatty lipids. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I'm sorry, you have fat people poop. Because the, the first time I heard about this whole thing was about a, a, a daughter who had gotten like deathly ill and they had to do the surgery to her and they took her mom's poop and put it in her. I'm like, I, I, I don't know if it's actually just taking physical poop or how they do it, but it just sounds weird. Yeah, I think they take, just take fecal this, matter. Like, not even like take it, like uh, separate. Like the- They probably pick the corn and olives out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds weird. It does. It sounds very weird. Yes. But they're doctors. I hope they know what they're doing. Doesn't it talk about it in the article, how it works? No, no. They just talk about having to screen people now for their things because that your poop can make someone fat. What kind of science (laughs) article is that if they don't explain the process? I thought it was a funny science article (laughs) because the poop made the person fat. (laughs) So they collect stool from a healthy donor and place it within the intestines of a patient. Good bacteria are reintroduced to the gut to help restore microbial order. Microbial order. But I'm like, do they clean the stool at all? I'm like, how much no, they, can you clean they, poop? They can't. No, yeah, that's <laughs> the whole point. The, actual- the dirtier, the better. <laughs> Sounds like. Yeah. It's just like, that's that's a shitty job. Oh. Hmm. That's a shitty job. <laughs> I just got that. I'm reading the thing. <laughs> what was your groan that cued me? And I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> so 16 months after she was given this, she gained 34 pounds Raising her body mass index, or BMI, that says BM, from 26 to 33. She weighed 170 pounds and had become obese, the doctors wrote. She has continued to gain weight despite efforts to diet and exercise in a 36 months post-FMT fecal matter transplant. 
Her weight was 177 pounds. So they're suggesting then that the fecal matter, well, or more specifically, the microbial life that lives within your bowels poop has some determination on how much weight you gain BMI. Yeah, well, you you absorb nutrients through sure. your intestines. Yes, yeah, right. That, you know, your stomach does the digi- does the breaking down does the digestion. Yeah, but the intestines absorb. So, so actually, then what you're looking for is microbes for your intestines that are actually fairly inefficient at their jobs, or just not greedy. Probably the greedy ones that take too much and then they just store it away. Right. Well, so so the so the microbes that are really efficient at their doing their job are the ones that tend to promote more, like higher obesity or higher higher weight gain. Sure. Okay. So we're looking for. I mean, you would think that but, they. I mean, this sounds like a very medieval the, practice, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. What's the case study on this? I mean, is this just one example? Because. Oh, I mean, they do. They do fecal matter transplants. This happens quite often, and this this is on a, a fairly regular a, basis. This is a regular result. Uh, well, according to this, they're they're talking that they're they're like looking back at it now, kind of saying, "Well, hey, we might we're going to have to screen people because oh, okay, so they have a large sample size, probably." And this is just mm. one person they're talking about if they actually <laughs> <A> large sample <laughs> stool sample size because they could just be like, "Hey, lady, you're lying." But then again, 170 pounds. I wonder how like if she, she's really short or I mean. I guess I don't think of 170 as weighing much because I'm 6'3 and weigh 220. Yeah. But wasn't that her weight before? Or was her, it Yeah, after? her weight was... Uh, no, her one, weight before was like 132 or whatever it said. Then got up to 170 because she had gained 40 pounds total. Right. Yeah. I wish see. I weighed 170. You just missed it. Yeah, 170. One, one. She weighed 170, became obese. So, so she, she started at 170? No, she, she was 136, one. I yep. think I saw. Yep. Yeah, it's right there. Right oh, yeah. The patient weighed 136 pounds at the time of the transplant. Mm. Yeah. Her infection was cured by the procedure, but then she gained a lot of weight. So it's either either die or, or gain weight. What do you what do you want? Die. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I mean well, fat and happy or dead. I wonder. I'm. I'm honestly curious to know if, like, if they did a fecal transplant on from somebody who was like thin to somebody who was obese, if they would lose weight more easily. That's what those studies I referenced had kind of yeah. talked about yeah. the possibility of of getting a fecal transplant to help you lose weight. I think that would motivate them to go to the gym because they'd be like, "Hey, well, we got this new thing. You're having trouble losing weight. Uh, we can take a skinny person's poop and <laughs> shove their poop in you, and it'll help you lose weight." They're probably like. Ah, just do twenty more minutes on the treadmill. I wonder uh, how invasive the procedure is. I wouldn't like. Do they just use a? I mean, do they just, just scope your butt and drop it off a reverse poop? <laughs> <laughs> drop it off. <laughs> Spackle on the inside. I don't. I don't know. I'm picturing like little poop truck drivers. Like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> nice. There, animate that. <laughs> well, now I can't because you. Just <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, that, that, that's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, I, it's well, just mildly I, weird that, and it's, I'm just still thinking my head that you're literally. Well, just, you know, it, it may it may have also been mildly weird. You know, a hundred or one hundred fifty years ago, to think that putting somebody's blood in you, somebody who was HIV positive, there was no such thing then, but still, 
or, you know, whatever blood related diseases that that could cause the problem. Right. Cause they didn't know that then either. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, this seems weird. No, I'm, now, I'm just going with the weird thing be... of actually taking someone else's poop and putting it inside you. I'm like, to me, I'm like, that's just, it just seems, it seems, it seems barbaric, it seems, right? It, it seems, seems right. medieval. It's like you're in a hospital and it's supposed to be all nice, clean, shiny instruments. And then you got a We're pile in the of poop. 21st century here. <laughs> right. And the more microbes, the better. It, it probably. I mean, that's yeah. just. It is odd. It's bizarre. Well, and I wonder if there's a, you know, if if these people became obese and then it some, you know, it, it did something by becoming obese, it did something to affect their microbes or because they had lazy microbes <laughs> or or no, that would be in reverse, right? They would have to have hyperactive microbes. Or maybe the microbes no. are taking the wrong stuff. Like they're they're grabbing more of the fatty acids and lipids out of your out of your digestive tract yeah, instead of so, taking the proteins okay. and the stuff that you're supposed to be extracting. So they're grabbing the wrong stuff instead of the right stuff. Yeah. Hmm. All I know is that if this ends up being legitimate down the road, there's going to be a sect of the J Dubs that's going to be like we accept everything but blood transfers and shit transplants. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the news about the J Dubs? Recently, no protecting uh, protecting their clergy from child abuse, Ugh. sounding more and more like the Catholic Church all the time. So are the Mormons? Oh, yeah, I th- I'm sure every religion does it. Uh, there was a I just article mean sounding more and more like the Catholics. Yeah, there was there was an article about it that somebody had posted into the Atheists of Utah Facebook group uh, from Dustin Crump, who is an awesome guy. I don't know if you guys have ever met him. Uh, I don't think so. He's a very cool guy. Uh, anyway, he's a former he's a former J Dub, mm. and had posted an article about uh, from PBS about the J Dubs covering up uh, some like molestation and stuff, and they're trying to like legally do it now almost. Yeah, and and you know his his legally. question was you know how hey I know that book. That's Joey Kirkman's book. I have that. I have some signed. Is it the Watchtower one? Yeah, this one here. So Dustin Crump, um, and the the lead the lead on the story is: Did leaders of Jehovah's Witnesses cover child sex abuse? And so he had posted in the group because he's a former former J Dub. You know, basically most of his family has shunned him because that's what fucking happens in the Jehovah's Witnesses. If you leave the religion, you're shunned. Most mm-hmm. people won't talk to you. So he's curious to know, you know, for those family members who will still talk to me, how how would I, or how would you, if it was, you know, if, if you had an uncomfortable bit of truth about your former church that you wanted to bring to the attention of your of your family members who are still practicing members of that church, how would you go about doing it? And I just I just said, you know, maybe a simple, hey. Did you see what PBS is reporting about yeah. the Jehovah's Witnesses? I hope it's not true. Hopefully that would start a dialogue where you can have a discussion with them and, and get them to at least look at the article. Um, but, um, yeah, basically uh, the the Jehovah's Witnesses have been protecting – a lot of their a lot of their people who have been who have been abusing sexually abusing children. I mean, that's the one thing where even a, even a, even a lawyer who's like you know confidential is like, well, when it comes to that, sorry, confidentiality out the window. You're we got to report this. Oh yeah, 
Well, you would think ideally they're supposed to do that, and I and I think yeah. legally they're supposed to do that. But you know they don't want but it. The they don't want it to reflect from. badly on their church. And, yeah, you know which is which is really fucking shitty. Like the whole Catholic scandal really pissed me off. That you know according to the clergy, the the lead clergy within the within the LDS church <laughs> within the Catholic church you know the the most important thing to them was protecting the church not yeah. protecting the kids not protecting the victims it was protecting the church and that's fucking disgusting um so basically the the instructions that these people were given when they when they talked to their higher ups was you keep the pedophiles a secret um uh, and they're they're speaking with Trey Bundy here and actually I think Yeah what can, is up with Bundys <laughs> Trey Bundy, Cliven Bundy, Ted Bundy, Al yeah, Bundy. I don't, if I don't think this clip is well, very Al long. We can, Al Bundy's good to go. <laughs> we can listen to this little clip here from PBS. Oh, it's 10 oh, minutes it's an investigation into child sexual abuse among Jehovah's Witnesses and accusations that religious leaders led a cover-up within some of the group's 14,000 U.S. congregations. Our colleagues from the Center for Investigative Reporting obtained confidential memos shedding new light on the revelations. Special correspondent Trey Bundy has the story from Reveal, a new website, radio show, and podcast run by the Center. At a convention of Jehovah's Witnesses in California, new members are taking the plunge. Hey, they got a bathtub. Yeah, that's eerily, eerily similar to the Mormon baptism. Believers are taught to renounce secular society because it's controlled by Satan and not to socialize too much with outsiders. But charges of sexual abuse have brought this insular community under greater scrutiny. And now, in this San Francisco courtroom, the first child abuse case against the Jehovah's Witnesses to go to trial is underway. See, the next matter on the calendar Candace Conti is suing the organization against, for failing to protect her from a known child abuser when she was nine years old. If I were to sum up our goals of this case, it was to attack the policies and procedures that were in place that let a serial molester continue to molest children. Conti's lawyer says instructions from Jehovah's Witness leaders have enabled child molesters. The instructions were, you keep these pedophiles secret. The case hinges on letters from Jehovah's Witness leaders to the heads of local congregations. For almost 20 years, they've ordered them to send reports like this one for every known child abuser to hide these cases from their congregations and not to cooperate with law enforcement or the courts unless instructed to. Hmm. They've refused judges' orders to turn over these abuse reports, so no one knows how many cases like Conti's are out there. Jehovah's Witnesses abhor child abuse of any form. The Jehovah's Witnesses insist that they comply with the law, and their lawyers argue that the First Amendment gives them the right to set child abuse policies as they see fit. Religious beliefs and standards of Jehovah's Witnesses were at play in this case from start to finish. Can that... And that's just fucking bullshit. They're they're trying to use the Constitution as a shield to protect their shitty fucking religious beliefs. No, what they're doing is they're 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 trying to do exactly what all the religions are trying to do right now, which is to use the First Amendment protection to get away with illegal activities. And it's fucking bullshit. That's not what the First Amendment is about. It was never meant to to be. It was never designed to harbor to, your religious yes, to to. to allow you to uh, infract upon other parts of the Constitution or illegal activities and then hide behind that. It was just simply to say you have the freedom to worship as you want. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
But how? I mean, they're not claiming that this is part of their religion. Well, no, but they're they're claiming they're they're trying to use the protection of the of the First Amendment to say that we don't have to talk about everything. You know, our religious our, freedom trumps having to tell everything about our organization. Yeah, and he's saying that our First Amendment right for freedom of religion allows us to be able to say this is how we're going to interact with our juveniles or whatever. And, how we're going to hide and then, rapists. And then also how we're going to interact with the law regarding that relationship. And so there's a there's a buffer zone that they're creating there with the First Amendment, which was never supposed to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph McCarthy. Fuck that guy. Uh, right bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> right bad. Uh, sorry, I'm a right bad bloke, he is. <laughs> <laughs> We're all stroking out. In tonight. my head, this that is was Ryan is absolutely right. That is completely bad. <laughs> right? Bad. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> you were just agreeing with his agreeing with me? Yes. Oh, instead I'm, it was, he's a right bad bloke, he is. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> and not in a good way. All right. Amanda and I will carry the show. <laughs> Did they lace the pizza with something? <laughs> yeah, those were marijuana lapinos. Marijuana lapinos. No, so, yeah, I mean, that. Again, it's just a religious institution abusing children, and rather than trying to protect the children, they're trying to protect the church. Yeah. So when these preachers or whoever they are that are known sex offenders with pedophilia or whatever it is that they've done wrong, are they not on a fucking list that they have to report onto? From, they've got, they've within the con- church? No, not convicted. within the church, but just mean, like, if they are, if they're known, well, if they have been convicted or if they are known... Well, they've hidden it, so they're not convicted. Yeah, they've got to be convicted first. Well, there was the one in Florida uh, last year where the guy was convicted of child molestation. And the tr- tr- church changed the rules of the church that when he was up there doing his sermon thing, he had to be over the age of 18 to be in there. Florida? Yeah. What country is that anyway? I think it's Cuba. <laughs> Jeez. Well, at least there are churches out there Florida's that are being open yeah. about the fact that they're allowing <laughs> but, pedophiles I mean, to preach. <laughs> Yeah, I. In other oh. news, ice. <laughs> Vanilla Ice was arrested for, for burglary. For burglary in mm. Florida, of course. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Did we just say Florida and everything? But Florida just pops up on Facebook or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, 1990s rapper Vanilla Ice. Maybe there are some. Are you met? No. Are you too? You know who Vanilla Ice is. Yeah. Ice, you guys ice know who baby. Vanilla Ice is. Nineteen nineties rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he competing with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch like in eighty nine, eighty eight? But anyway, Ice Ice. Ba- everyone knows Ice Ice Baby. Okay. So, nineteen nineties rapper Vanilla Ice was arrested after police linked him to a burglary. Furniture, a pool heater, bicycles, and other items disappeared from a foreclosure property in the Miami in the Miami suburb of Lantana. Sometime between December and this month, police said Wednesday. Ice, whose real name is Robert Matthew Van Winkle, is renovating a house next door. He's been asleep since 91. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's got a successful show, Renovating Homes. Uh, By stealing equipment? (laughs) Lantana police said they carried out a search warrant and found several stolen items at the neighboring home under his care and control. Van Winkle, who stars in a renovation show called The Vanilla Ice Project on DIY Network, it should be SIY, steal it yourself, (laughs) 
was taken into custody and charged with burglary and grand theft, police said. The stolen property was returned to its rightful owner. Grand theft? Yeah, I always thought for that a pool heater a, and a bike uh, in Florida? Florida. Well, furniture, Very pool expensive. heater, bicycles, and other items. Yeah, but this is Florida, dude. You can kill black kids for buying Skittles and get away with it. <laughs> this is grand theft. But he stole was... the Huffy. The bike had two wheels on it. That's grand theft auto right there. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that's half as many as my house has in Florida. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, NBC Miami reported that the rapper was still talking to detectives on Wednesday afternoon and was expected to be booked into Palm Beach County Jail. It was not known whether he had a lawyer. Or not, I assume, is the end of that sentence. He, yeah. September. I like the little flavor saver he's got going on <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, he's got a little midget soul patch. <laughs> he, used to have, he used to have a bigger one, but... His hair is terrible. Yeah. yeah. What is this? That's, that's what happens when you work construction all day and can't afford a haircut. Is that what it is? You start looking like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory? Or, or, or Mr. Bean? Or, or he Mr. just puts Bean. a bowl on his head and cuts. Yeah. What oh, am I wow. doing here? You're apparently zooming in I 110%. Am, I am zooming. You want to see the flavor saver up close? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get a nice. It's too cold. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. Well. Hmm. And you guys, we we talked about this pre-podcast, the uh, attack in Denmark recently mm-hmm. of these these this group of people just gathered to talk about freedom of speech and and uh, infringing on it, and a guy storms into the place and starts fucking shooting people. Guess which religion he is? Yes, guess, guess. Think about it hard. Christian. Mormon, For the first time tonight, oh. the sound of apparent gunfire at a free speech event in Copenhagen. A hail of bullets that left one dead and three policemen injured. More than 20 shots in this audio obtained by BBC, though CNN cannot authenticate the tape. With the suspected shooter now dead, Danish police are focusing on two men they arrested who allegedly helped the suspect. Danish authorities tell CNN that man seen here in surveillance video is 22-year-old Omar Abdel Hamid Al-Hussein. Tonight, he's also under investigation, including any ties he may have had to extremism. In what appears to be a Facebook posting by Al-Hussein just before the shootings, he declares his allegiance to Abu Bakr, a possible reference to the ISIS leader. He was known by the police for several uh, criminal acts, uh, including uh, severe uh, violence. Um, And he was also known to be linked to a criminal gang in in Copenhagen. Investigators believe Al Hussein, seen here in boxing video from 2013, was targeting Larks Vilks, a Danish artist put on a most wanted list by Al-Qaeda after he drew a satirical cartoon of the Prophet Muhammad. Yeah, like 10 years ago. 22-year-old alleged shooter. Yeah, Yeah, this, this cartoonist draws a picture of Muhammad... And this guy goes in to kill him for it. I sounds like a copycat to me. And the Pope says that that should be expected. I know, right? Fuck that guy. Yeah, I never slapped the Pope's mom. So, actually, I I had this thought this week. I plan on doing a number of different art pieces for this room. If that's okay with you, Dan. Fuck yeah! But one of those will be uh, my rendition of the original Danish cartoon of Muhammad with nice. the with the bomb turban. Nice. You know what a funny one of Muhammad would be? Just, just in my head, it sounds funny. Any it might not really when it comes out. Uh, you have Muhammad mowing the lawn, and it's Jesus Christ sitting in a lawn chair, like sipping on a margarita, while Muhammad is mowing his lawn. 
what am I? What am I missing? What? I don't know. It just sounds funny in my head. No, it's, yeah, it sounds funny. I, it sounds sounds very Family Guy-ish. <laughs> <laughs> or I was thinking Far Side. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's no animals involved. Right. No well, unless animals. we want to consider Muhammad an animal, which I'm I'm perfectly fine with. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, back to the story though. I think I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but. I think Sam Harris really hits the nail on the head here. And I, you know, I don't agree with everything he says, but I also don't agree with everything Dawkins says or anybody else. Yeah, but sure. When it comes to Islam, I think Sam Harris is the best out there. And one of the things, one of the things that really stuck with me about everything Sam Harris has said about Islam is, is, uh, you know, he makes the comparison to Tibetan Buddhism or the Tibetan Buddhists, right. That have, or to Jains. Or to the well, but the Tibetan Buddhists specifically because they have had a very brutal and nasty occupation by the Chinese. And and none of them, after coming out of decades of incarceration and ill treatment from the Chinese, have come out blowing up buses full of Chinese school children. Right. You know, or doing any of this stuff because because their doctrine just doesn't allow for that. Right? It's it's compassion. That their big, their biggest fear coming out of those Chinese prisons, what they they that they would lose compassion for their torturers, mm-hmm. and the problem with Islam is not fundamentalists; it's the fundamentals of Islam, right? right. And that blows away the notion that you know it's a it's a socio economic political thing right. more than just a religious thing, right? And and all of those things you just mentioned are the moderates' views, right? Right, or it's the misadventures of the United States in the Middle East that has caused these kinds of problems and stuff. No. No, yeah, it's fucking Islam, yeah. right? And and I think the problem, a lot of it, is that people don't know how to read the Quran. They read it like the Bible. It's like a uh, like a chronological uh, book. But the problem, the problem with that is it's not organized that way, right? There's 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 verses like the Meccan verses are the first ones of the Quran, and then he wrote the Medinan verses, which are authoritarian because they were written after. So anytime there's a contradiction, you then you accept the Medinan verses. And it just so happens to be the case that the Medinan verses are the more violent ones. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a contradiction, then you take the violent one. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Sam Harris, and he recently recorded a short, it was only like 24-minute uh, podcast addressing the – the charges uh, about the shirt about the shooter in Chapel Hill. Yeah, mm. uh, who was an atheist and you know assholes like Reza Aslan and Glenn Greenwald who are saying that you know Sam Harris now has blood on his hands. Like, C.J. Werleman saying the same kind of bullshit. Like, and and so Sam put out this this short podcast just discussing that and and saying you know that he has never has never said anything like what they're representing. You know, all of their arguments against what he says are complete straw man arguments. They're not addressing anything that he has actually said. And that by them saying these types of things and saying that Sam Harris is saying that all Muslims are bad or all Muslims are evil and, and that kind of shit, that's putting Sam's family in danger. Yeah. You know, that's, that's basically telling all of the Muslims who listen to people like Aslan and Werleman and Go and Greenwald, that Sam Harris is saying that you're all animals. It puts Sam's family in danger yeah. by saying shit like that, and it's dishonest. Yeah, it's dishonest. That's that's the big problem. It's not even true, right? Yeah, I mean Sam. Sam has been uh, a pretty pretty big 
opponent of the Quran and the then what it teaches, but so am I. Mm-hmm. Right? Are all Muslims evil? No. Is the Quran? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't care. Oh, there's peaceful verse. I don't give a shit because all the peaceful verses come from the Meccan verses, which are not authoritarian, uh, not authoritative. Well, if you can say one thing about ISIS is that they're not cherry picking. Right. Well, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But I'm like, but it, ne- neither neither were the Christians during the the Inquisition. Crusades, or yeah, they yeah. weren't cherry picking either. They're taking it all literally. Right. And that's the problem with taking a non literal book fucking literally. It's the problem with believing shit that has no that you don't have any reason to believe in. That's yeah. the problem. In for in believing things for which you have no evidence. Yeah. You know that yeah. that you can you can. I mean, it, honestly, what would be the difference in picking up a Batman comic book or in, in or anything else and saying that no, it's written in a book, it's true. Let's let's find some really old books then. Well, the that older was, they are, the better. That yeah. was one of Harris's points in in that little podcast he did was that he is he's speaking out against the religion, not against the individual people. Right. And does he condone the killing of them? No. No. No, absolutely not. Of course not. not. So it's the, the the book that these ISIS fucks are using to condone their killing does say in that, yes, yeah, it does kill them. If Sam Harris was telling him people, yeah, we need to go out there and kill Muslims and do that, he'd be like, yeah, maybe he does have a little blood in the hand because some psycho took him fucking literally and actually went out there and killed him. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't tell you to go out and do this. He doesn't preach violence. Well, the Bible talks about just as much oh, yeah. nastiness as that but the, the the christians right now are just a little bit more well behaved than they have been before that, that, that's why i said the cherry picking thing because christians yeah, exactly. ignore all the parts of the bible where it tells you how and when to kill everyone on this fucking planet it doesn't believe what you believe or act how you act pretty much mm-hmm. yeah uh let's i'm feeling a little intense about that <laughs> i want to move it along a little bit i get i get very angry when i hear people say no it's a religion of peace and yeah, well, that's clearly bullshit. Yeah. The only religion that actually I would say a religion of peace is, is like Buddhists. Jainism. It's, they're yeah, really, I, I would uh, go with Jainism. Yeah, nonviolent teaching. Well, yeah, I mean, but, Jainism, whose, whose whole good. teachings are about harming no one. I mean, yeah. like, no one and no thing. Don't harm yeah, no thing. anything. Right, wear cheesecloth so you don't inhale a bug or whatever, Any all of that kind of stuff. Buddhism is is pretty good, but I think that like I don't I don't know. This is again going by Sam Harris, who is a Buddhist scholar, but talks about how some certain types of Zen Buddhism led to some of the kamikaze pilots in World War II of the Japanese and stuff. There's there's ways to get that from Zen Buddhism, but Jainism, I think, as far as I know, is pretty much yeah. There there's no way that you can extrapolate anything from the central tenets and doctrines of Jainism to say this would encourage violence at all. And the same can't be said for Christianity, Judaism, none, certainly none of not the mainstream Islam. religions. Yeah. I would say certainly none of the, not Islam and certainly not Christianity. Yeah, none of none of the none of the Abrahamic faiths is No. I mean yeah, I mean Christians are well behaved right now for the most well, for the most part, but David G. McAfee had a, a post about that where he was saying that maybe the Christians aren't aren't violent right now, but they're still number one. Yeah. Let's not forget their history. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone gets mad when the president brings that up. (laughs) (laughs) Because the president's a Muslim. Fuck facts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is sort of related. I just found an interesting correlation and put some numbers together. I I decided to look up the top. Well, 
the the ranks of states in the United States by religiosity and by uh, education, where they rank one through fifty in terms of good education and religiosity, and how that correlated. Obviously, not causation, but there's a definite correlation. Um, so I was just going to read the the top ten. I don't have to go through fifty of them. No, we we lose track. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> With the stroke victims here, we definitely yeah. be a little hard to, <laughs> But the top the top ten most religious states in the country are number one, Mississippi, two, Utah, three, Alabama. Three Mississippi. Four Mississippi. <laughs> four. <laughs> four Louisiana. Five Arkansas. Six South Carolina. Seven Tennessee. Eight North Carolina. Nine Georgia and ten Oklahoma. Now that's religion. Those right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone surprised by those numbers? No. So here's how they rank in terms of education. Mississippi, number one religious state, 43rd in education. Utah, 25th, which is surprisingly good considering their religious rank. It's still an F. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, 44th. Louisiana, 47th. Arkansas, 45th. South Carolina, 50. Tennessee, 24. North Carolina, 16. Little surprising. Hmm. Georgia twenty third, Oklahoma forty one. Not a single one of the most religious states rank in the top ten in education. I also wonder Not how much one. money the states put towards education in those states. So, I know Utah keeps cutting theirs. Well, they said they're going to put more money into it this year, but then he also said he wanted a twenty five percent pay increase. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I also did this backwards too. So the the top ten education states, yeah. Wisconsin in there, and oh yeah. The, the where they rank in religiosity by so by by education number one Massachusetts number two New Jersey number three Vermont number four Indiana number five Colorado number six Hawaii number seven Pennsylvania number eight Washington nine New Hampshire ten Florida hmm. where they rank in religiosity Massachusetts forty seventh New Jersey thirty fifth Vermont forty ninth Indiana fourteenth Colorado, 37th, Hawaii, 38th, Pennsylvania, 24th, Washington, 43, New Hampshire, 50, Florida, 27. So again, not a single one of the top 10 best educated states rank in the top 10 of religiosity either. Just correlation, but an interesting one. Uh, I knew you'd ask about Wisconsin. They're number 15 in education and ranked 29th in religiosity. Yeah, Wisconsin does have a lot of religion in it, though. It's not too bad. 15th in education. No, it's not horrible. Yeah. We do good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and when you We're do, not all just serial and, killers. Yeah, and, and when, you do, when you do bad, you do that right, too. Uh, not all, hey, not all serial killing and eating cheese. We do got the Freedom From Religion Foundation there. True, true. <laughs> I was watching a show the other day, and they made a Wisconsin joke about... Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, Simpsons. And you know, Homer went to some place and about you know and loving how being fat and stuff. And he went to the bar, Moe's, and said, "There's a bunch of words you can't say." And one of them was Wisconsin skinny. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, that's <laughs> kind of true. Wisconsin skinny. <laughs> I see you have the shirt in a large and an extra large, but do you have it in a Wisconsin? <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's some. There, there, we eat a lot of cheese. It's, it's cold a lot in Wisconsin. <laughs> it's hard to. Dude, like, you're not fat. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I left. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Had I stayed, who knows? Louis I could have looked like Dan. Louis Anderson. <laughs> Isn't he from there? I, I don't know. Uh, Chris Farley was. Yeah. I think Louis was, too. All the fat comedians and actors are from Wisconsin. <laughs> so, also recently in the news, have you guys heard about the fantastic research going on at the University of Utah? Yes. Badass. Right? I might want to lose an arm just to have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, typically when people have a transplant, or not even a transplant, but when they when they lose a limb, you know, they're, they're fitted with a prosthetic, some of the more advanced prosthetics uh, attached to different muscles in their chest or shoulder or back where they can control some different very limited mechanical function. functions of the of the prosthetic and everything. Uh, researchers here at the University of Utah, led by uh, uh, atheists, led by <laughs> one of the most vociferous and outspoken atheists here in the land of Zion, Dr. Gregory Clark, uh, definitely a firebrand atheist, very very outspoken, uh, is leading the research team at the University of Utah into. Um, Fitting, fitting this new type of prosthetic and this new type of interface to to connect with the prosthetic. I mean, I've heard about this before a little bit, but... Well, the on. days of bionic body parts are getting closer. In fact, researchers at the University of Utah are developing a prosthetic hand that allows the amputee to move it with just their thoughts. Fox 13's Bob Evans has details. Proof of God. It's quite traumatic to, to lose your hands because it's a way you, with you interact with the physical world and also with other people. In fact, there can be a real sense of loss that affects every aspect of an amputee's life. That's why progress by a team of researchers at the University of Utah is so exciting. The main idea of what we're trying to do is to take a really advanced prosthetic hand and plug it into the user's own nervous system. Dr. Gregory Clark and his associates have been working on this project for the past 15 years. Wow. The advantage of this is that the prosthetic hand would then move very much like a biological hand and importantly also feel very much like a biological hand. It's taken a long time to get to where they are now. Just flick this Dr. Off. Doug Hutchinson <laughs> specializes in orthopedic hand surgery. Just finally to get to that point after all this building up is, is exciting to us. Can we succeed? I don't know. Um, there's a lot we have to do still. Right now, the Scientists trials involve so making a virtual <laughs> hand move. But the team has been awarded $1.4 million in funding from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which will pay for testing on two human volunteers. And the U researchers are eligible for up to $4.4 million over the next five years. This is how we would capture and use the control signals for the hand, and this is how we would talk back to the hand to provide a sense of touch. Electrodes in an array are plugged into the user's nervous system, using the same nerves that operated their biological hand. When the user thinks about moving their hand, the hand moves. And when we activate each of those electrodes, he feels different things. So he'll feel the tip of his ring finger, or another electrode, he'll feel the tip of his pinky finger, or the base of his pinky finger, or his palm. Even more exciting is what it means for other areas. Spinal cord injury, for example, could be uh, potentially benefited through the science that's, that we're trying to prove can work at this level. And that gives hope to soldiers and others whose lives have been altered by combat or other types of injury. But for now, it's just the hand. So we think that by restoring that hand function back to them, they'll be 
certainly more capable in a physical sense, but also happier. And we want to make people have that sense of feeling and the sense of feeling whole again. Bob Evans, Fox 13 News, Utah. I mean, it just goes to ask, when's the day going to come when we can literally have just our brain and our our nervous system and the rest of our body's been, like, exchanged for mechanical parts? For better parts. Parts Parts that don't get sore. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, you know, then you could even talk about just transplanting your brain into a cybernetic organism, which would be kind of cool. Not even necessarily your brain. Maybe you could just transfer all of your thoughts. What makes you, you? I want one of those arms for mormsturbating. <laughs> wouldn't be me. <laughs> but how cool is that? I mean, they, they could put sensors, you know, that they they basically just attach it to your central nervous system and they put sensors. Yeah. Well, it's essentially doing exactly what our hands do, do anyway. Now, yeah. It's yeah. just that they're using mechanical muscles instead of biological muscles. Yeah, and so, so far in the video, they, they show this, you know, mechanical hand, but it's all just on a on a computer with the user thinking about moving different parts of the hand, and just by making those thoughts, they're translating those thoughts into commands for the hand. And they're moving these hands in real time mm-hmm. through this software. Yeah, via, via electrical signals, yeah. which our brains are already transmitting. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's probably what the money is going to go to, is actually building the actual physical arms, because that's got to be a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot easier to do the computer thing and plant the... And plant the little oh, pieces yeah, in way the arm, easier. and then sending the computer signal. <laughs> yeah, that's way easier than building the thing to look like an, a hand. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying for the money wise, like they don't have the money to build the whole thing yet, and that's why they got the grant for it. I could make something that looks like a fucking arm, but I couldn't program it for no. shit. Well, yeah. I mean, they got their programming done, so they got their proof of concept. They're like, here, the program is oh, done; it I see works. What you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we just need the funding to build the actual full, gotcha, complete, gotcha, yeah. real world arm. Yeah, gotcha. I yeah, and the, and the University of Utah isn't building the hand. They're they're partnering with another with another organization who's actually going to be building the hand. The University of Utah is just doing the research to translate those electrical signals into controlling the hand that would be created. Basically, yeah. the the brain of the hand. Yeah. And 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 as the other doctor uh, alluded to in the in the segment there, you know this this has really really cool implications for a wide range of things. You know, when you talk about spinal cord injuries, where you don't even have a limp amputated, but the the signals aren't traveling through the spinal cord via the central nervous system to reach your extremities and operate those things. If you could bypass that, yeah, you could you could provide people who still have their limbs the ability to walk again. Yeah, just create like a little yeah. jump. Yeah, it's you're you're basically just circumventing the central nervous system and, and the spinal column and and would, you know, one day in the future be able to allow these people to use the limbs that they still have to to self-ambulate around the place. <laughs> so Amanda, what are atheists of Utah working on right now? <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm just Other than the gala. <laughs> Um, we we have some. We're looking for. We're looking to do another Ronald McDonald House dinner in March. Uh, we don't have all the details worked out for that yet, so we're working on that. We had the food bank last night, mm-hmm. and we'll have another food bank in April. Food bank is always a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you? You know what? I have a shit ton of clothes from that. Yeah, drive. we never. I yeah. got jackets. Yeah, I have a bunch too. Okay, I've got bags, uh, grocery garbage bags of clothes to give somewhere do you have a place do you have contacts we, we were we were doing a drive and then it, fizzled it became a just bit. us <laughs> <laughs> and so we usually we, donate ours to the road home okay 
That's that's. I wasn't gonna. Place. I wasn't gonna go di, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the road home, I mean, you have to go downtown to do it, so yeah. it's, oh, okay. it's a little bit harder. Um, otherwise, uh, the only other thing I would recommend is Savers, because they're oh, okay. not religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I was really hoping you were going to say Atheist Utah was working on some like brain-powered wheelchair or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet. I don't think we have enough brain power. Oh. <laughs> At least on the board. <laughs> so, so in, in, They might listen to this. So related to this... <laughs> uh, I contacted Dr. Clark, and he's agreed to come on the show as a guest. Oh, nice. Um, he's, of course, very, very busy with all of this research. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But hopefully we will be able to have him on sometime next month. That will be nice. awesome. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up. Yep. Uh, next week we'll have Steve Cuno and Joanne Hanks, mm-hmm. author of It's Not About the Sex, My Ass. Joanne was part of a uh, polygamist cult for a while. And with the help of Steve Kuno, wrote a book about it. That is a lot of fun. So they'll be on the show next week talking to us about that. We plan on having uh, Mr. J.M. Bell from the Left Show on the show here sometime <laughs> in the near future. For our Left if Show takeover. Lo- if he could loosen up his schedule for the competition we won. <laughs> <laughs> He's so busy trying to put together I, stuff I for know, the podcast Phil thing. I mean, you know what? He'll, and, uh, he'll, he'll take it with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. He's fine. And the save of the forest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the for the podcast, Phil yeah, stuff, trying to raise dude. raise money for the uh, Shaw family. Uh, if you if you can, please head over to podcastphil.com and make a donation there. There will be a benefit concert coming up uh, that is turning into, from what I hear on the left show lately, more of a comedy show with musical interludes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll it, it sounds like it'll be a great time. I know I'm going to be there. I know Dan's. Gonna be there out of his Matt gonna be be there. Man. It? March twentieth. <laughs> it's a Friday. You could dent make an appearance. <laughs> sure. Or, or is our entire crew not allowed to show up at one place at the same time ever? I think that's the case, yeah. Yeah. Except on Wednesday at my house. Except on Wednesdays, yeah. <laughs> or or Pride Fest. <laughs> no, you no, were we at the were Pride. All, oh yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, we all were, three yeah. Were all yeah, there, yeah, we were all three there. Yeah. 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 That's true. Oh yeah, we were. So it's been almost a year <laughs> outside, outside well, but, of the... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I was there to help raise money for the little deal or whatever at the, for the Valley Fair deal. Mall. Yeah, and I was oh, yeah, at work. Yeah. And, Ryan, yeah, and, Ryan, and Ryan couldn't be there for yeah. that, but it's not, like I, it's not like I miss everything. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> we don't talk about it when you're not around. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, that's so yeah, we've got a lot of exciting guests coming up. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, stoked for these things that are fun and exciting and that going on here in the Utah. That we're gonna do's. Yes. Do you have anything on your mind that you wanted to talk about tonight? You didn't bring any bring any crazy stories for Ms. us? Johnson? Uh nope. I oh. I've just kind of been following what's going on. I watched the Sam Harris or listened to the Sam Harris podcast earlier, so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um the only other thing that I don't know that you guys have talked about is the HB three twenty two. The Utah stuff. Oh. The and HB three twenty two that is the one for for allowing religions to discriminate. Uh, <laughs> I think we we touched on that when it first came out a little bit, where we went through the actual document. Uh, what, like three weeks ago, I think we touched on it. Did you guys yeah, go through the document? The, Did the, I miss that one? Uh, it's the, the one that I put a tag on uh, yeah. at the Utah Gov website. Yeah, because that was the one where we were talking about how 
uh, the LDS church. Oh, there's been... a second person. Oh on no, it now. this is this is not the same one. Oh okay. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. This. Yeah, is I different. didn't think you guys had talked about this one in particular. Yeah, this is the the Religious Liberty Recognition and Protection Act. Oh, so this is like taking the thing out of that one that they were talking about last time. This is creating a whole separate set of laws just to protect religion because religion is under attack, my friend. Yeah, it's so persecuted. Yeah, the only the only reason people are leaving religion in droves is because us filthy atheists are are making them stop going to church. So it adds religious liberty provisions to the Utah Anti Discrimination Act and the Utah Fair Housing Act. Aren't they already fucking in oh. that? Which is the same exact thing the LGBT they're, they're community part of is the asking them. Law. Yeah, they're part of the federal law as as part of the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. You cannot discriminate against uh, you cannot religion. discriminate against somebody based on on their religious yes. preferences. Which this is exactly Except what that exempts them. What they're saying well, yeah, this in this is, act, if you if you read through it, and it's it's horrible to read through; it'll give you a headache. <laughs> but they're basically saying you can't discriminate unless it's a sincerely held religious belief, which is still fucking yeah. bullshit. But it doesn't anywhere define the sincerely oh, held religious belief. Uh, go back up towards like line eighty. Where was that? Where it said moral uh, eighty-seven? Where is uh, your moral uh, character. number eighty? Moral character. Uh, a person may not be considered otherwise qualified unless that person possesses the following week, a following required by an employer for a particular job, job classification or position, yeah. education, training, ability with or without reasonable accommodations, ooh, moral with, character. Yeah, that's that's fucking sinister right there. With or without Out reasonable, reasonable accommodation. accommodations. Yeah. Reasonable accommodation has been a law for employers for a long time. Is that based like someone, the wheelchair access? Yeah, if somebody has a disability uh, yeah. or, you know, if they have high anxiety, the then you have Disabilities to you, Act. Then you, yeah, it's the ADA. Yeah, yeah. You, you apply reasonable uh, accommodations for that employee to be able to complete their job within reason, right? So now he's there or they are trying to get rid of that altogether. Well, because I see the uh, well, my big thing there too. Well, that's pretty fucking horrible too. But I see the moral character thing. Well, they yeah. can go. Well, you have a bad moral character. You're an atheist. Yeah, super subjective. Well, so that so so that's section two a item two or whatever. But above that, I mean, it says that an employer may not refuse to hire, promote, discharge, demote, or terminate any person, or to retaliate against, harass, or discriminate in matters of compensation or in terms, privileges. And conditions of employment against any person otherwise qualified because of race, color, sex, pregnancy, childbirth, or pregnancy-related conditions, age, if the individual is 40 years of age or older, if they're younger, fuck them, yeah. <laughs> religion, national origin, or disability. Now, but I, I have to stop you right there, though, real quick, because I just went over this with the attorney at my office today. Oh, yeah? Just this morning. And as far as Utah law states, H from... All the way from up to here to to H, what you just read through disability uh-huh. is already in Utah law. Right, right. Yeah. From here yeah. to here, this is all new. Everything from here down is all new. A person may not be considered all education, training, ability, moral character, integrity, disposition of where all that's new. That's all new stuff. Yeah. And what's determined as integrity? Like, if your boss is like, "Hey, I really need you to cover my ass on this," and they don't, and like your boss is like, "Well, you don't. That's bad integrity. You're supposed to cover me." They're they're yeah. basically just trying to write in religious exemptions yeah. for being bigots. Yeah, that's go, exactly what they're doing. Yeah. You have, you're gay. You have bad moral character. I, I'm not going to hire you because well, of and, your moral and character. Moral yeah. ca- and and I know when Danielle and I were first shopping around for places to um, rent. Yeah, 
cohabitate <clears throat> right outside the outside the sanctimony of yeah. holy matrimony right well we had we were already doing that but i i remember a specific conversation i had with one person that i called about a place and who's going to be living there and i said well just be me and my girlfriend sorry fella we don't rent to people who are just shacking up you fucking asshole. You're like, this is my sister. We got kicked out. Our parents were murdered by aliens. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Yeah. But, but still, but still, like, you know, I mean, even since then, right? It's been like three years, and we've never been late once. So he's missing out on all of that just because of his fucking religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And he's and, perfectly and, within his right to do that. Yeah, and now they're, and yeah, now they're trying to make that a law. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I know, I know, but still, it's just... I mean, it's shitty. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's just that that conversation stuck with me because it's just oh, like yeah. you know what you are such a fucking. But I like so, how they're taking yeah. the religious, they're calling it a religious liberties recognition or protection act when it's basically taking the normal act that's basically a non discrimination act. Now they're, they're like, that's what what the fuck? I, I haven't heard this one. And this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's a huge steaming pile of horseshit. Yeah. Well, so what, it was in, it was initially intended to be. You can't discriminate against somebody because of their religion. And now they're taking it to mean we can discriminate against everyone we want because of our religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to move it into that territory. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the Civil Rights Act was created to help protect people of, of various different protected classes, one of them being religious status, so that you couldn't discriminate against somebody who was not of your same faith, right? That was the whole fucking purpose of adding religion into the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Was to say that, you know, you as a Christian could not discriminate against a Jew, or you as a Jew could not discriminate against somebody who's a Muslim. It's to protect people based on their religious belief. It's not to give them extra protection to say that because of your religious belief, now you can tell the Jew to go fuck himself. Yeah, right. Right. Which Which is what they're doing. And every step along this journey has left off the non-believer. Right. Yeah. But what are they always crying? Always saying the LGBTQ yeah, community and, yeah. wants special privilege. They just oh, want yeah, special yeah. privilege. Right. Yeah. It's like I think you're pleading for special privilege here. Yeah, and this you've is, had it. Yeah, and the LGBT community is not asking for special privilege. No, they're being they're yeah, be, they're asking to be treated as the equals, same. to be treated as regular fucking human beings who love each other and want to spend their lives together. These people are asking for special protections in order to maintain bigoted views. But the way this is written, the kind of, I guess, the upside to it, if there is any, is that they're not defining a sincerely held religious belief. They're, they're not actually defining these things. So it would be really easy for a lot of people to claim a religious belief. Like I could go and claim, hey, my religious belief is that kids are a major pain in the ass and I don't want to be exposed to them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build apartments where you can't have kids mm-hmm. yeah. because right now you can't do that. Yeah, right. and, I mean they're they're making it possible for people to be giant assholes for whatever reason they want, as long as they say religion. that it's part of their yep. religious belief. Yeah, and that's yeah, I'm, fucking stupid. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a sin, they, I'm a sincere member of SF uh, FSM, and so nobody is allowed to have colanders in their house. I mean, if if this law passes, I mean, you know, you you could you could justify things like. Sure, I, I'm a member of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, and we believe the Fridays are a holy day, and I can't work on Fridays. Yeah, why not? Every yep. Friday is a holiday. Yep. So, and and you have to pay me for it. Yeah, 
It's a religious holiday. You can't discriminate against me because of my sincerely held religious beliefs, but they're not even defining sincerely held. You could come up with any fucking thing and say, this is my well, religious you belief. Yeah. You can't define sincerely held. Right. It's impossible. They're, the, 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 the laws but, like this are written by people who have had who have had religious privilege their entire life yep. and can't see outside of their own religious privilege. Yep, they write these laws with their own religion in mind, not thinking about anything else outside of it. Yeah, this is just like what – you see this a lot in Texas too, and it's inc- it's so short-sighted. Right, the, 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 they're not they're not thinking there might be any challenges whatsoever because not not only is Utah extremely LDS, but the Utah state uh, policymakers are a very uh, extremely high percentage LDS, higher than mm-hmm. the population. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so there's there's absolutely no opposition whatsoever. Yeah, and they and they go through their lives thinking that everybody thinks the same way yeah. they do. Yeah, they're ne- with n- never a challenge. Yeah. And the rest of the state acts that way too. Like, well, this is, uh, this is a Mormon state, so if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Right. Like, no, this is the United States of America. I have the right to live in any fucking state I want to, but you do not have the right to force your fucking religious views into our fucking laws. So yeah. I've been, I've been, I, I told you guys for the last couple episodes, I think, that I've been on kind of a Ken Burns kick. Yeah. And because it's Black History Month, I've been watching the his Civil War series, and it kills me to see. So many of the same ideas expressed by oh, the Confederate yeah. states that I hear coming from conservatives and in particular libertarians uh, yeah. all about states' rights, don't tread on me. I don't think any yeah. fucking libertarian who uses the the snake with yeah. the don't tread on me has any fucking clue where that comes from. Yeah, I don't think they have any fucking idea whatsoever. We're not that far removed from Civil War thinking – you know, with the where they used to hang a sheet up with little holes in it, and it was, you know, here throw the baseball at the nigger baby head, yeah, and all that terrible brutality. And I, I had actually found a, a a picture of that online one day. I was looking through like old like nineteen forties yep. carnivals and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I was like fucking Holy horrific shit. Yeah, it was her- like horrific stuff. Like, this is at a carnival with kids playing this game. It's like that was common stuff. I'm, oh, I, yeah. it's, I I know it happened, but just compared to now it's like that is fucking absurd yeah, yeah. and we're, we're not really that far removed from that you know and and evidence of of that stuff is still showing up in ideas today oh yeah so or, my daughter came over on sunday and I, I had a nice little visit with her it was fantastic spending some time with her she's fucking awesome but she was showing me some of the posts from one of her friends in school who claims she's a post postmodernist and an existentialist and she's reading some of the posts from this girl. And I was like, Oh my God, this, this, this girl is 17, maybe 18 years old and talking about how she fears for the future of the world when everything is turning to death and badness. And, you know, she doesn't want to have kids and bring them into this world that is going to be so harsh and terrible and continues to get worse all the time. And I'm like, so your friend hasn't studied any fucking history at all. No. None. And she's friends with Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, consistently the world is getting to be a better, better place, place, a yeah. more accepting place, a more peaceful place, a more wonderful place every fucking day. Yeah, because yes. of science. Yeah. Shitty things do happen. Yeah. But but they're happening religion. less and less often <laughs> all the time. 
even Utah's gotten better. Oh I yeah, mean, I, you know, right? I grew I up love here Utah. too, yeah. and and I have to say, like compared to the eighties when I was a kid, oh yeah, it's it's so much different, it's so much more relaxed, liberal in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think you know Salt Lake is definitely driving that. You know, you you, f- you yeah. find in the more in the more urban areas. People are better educated. They have a better sense of the world. They're better traveled. They have, they have a lot more, uh, they have a lot more cultural diversification within the community and they can see that, you know, not everybody is the same and, and they're, they're much more accepting of a wide variety of, of different beliefs and practices. Mm -hmm. And, and I I think that too comes with the instant access of the internet to see another culture, to see other sides of the world where before, like in the eighties and early nineties, even, you only knew what your community, unless you actually traveled there physically or, or actually read National Geographic or something. Right. Yeah, yeah I grew up in Massachusetts in the 80s when Michael Dukakis was a superstar. <laughs> 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 I know. That's why Ryan's not laughing. Everyone else is. <laughs> Do you have any relatives in Boston still? Uh, not in Boston, no, but... Yeah, my dad's sister still lives lives in uh, outside. Because they're just getting fucking hammered with all that fucking snow. <laughs> oh, dude, and I bet because they live on they live on a hill like uh, mountain. Yeah, this is they're up this, in the woods. Yeah, currently they are. They've had more snow in three days than the entire state of Utah has all fucking winter. Oh yeah, well shit, we've had yeah. nothing here. No, not in the valleys anyway. But so Massachusetts, this is their. They are currently. At number two for all time record snowfall. Yeah, I think they had like seventy inches this this month. Uh, they're yeah for for winter. They're I think I'm try, I watched a news conference from Boston's mayor the other day. While I'm mm-hmm. listening to it, Tracy's like, "Really? Nobody fucking talks like that, do they? Really? Sure. No, it was, that, was it was it wasn't it wasn't the mayor. It was actually so the mayor held a press conference talking about all the snow and what they're trying to do about it and everything." And then in the story, it also mentioned that he had admonished people to stop jumping out of their windows <laughs> into the and off of their roofs and balconies <laughs> yeah. into the fucking snowdrifts and everything. fucking wicked party here, yeah. <laughs> That's like the big story today, <laughs> so, right? Yes. The Boston mayor says, don't jump out of your uh, yeah, windows. I'm sure. So, so, you know, it has this video of the, of the press conference and it says, the, and the mayor admonished <laughs> people to not do this. And of course, within the same fucking article, they link to a video of someone doing it, of a guy jumping off of his fucking balcony. Oh, yeah. And it sounded like he was in Southie and was just like, ah, I fucking shoveled all of this goddamn snow up and. Ah, my legs are fucking tired, and <laughs> how am I going to get down the stairs? <laughs> They're not Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I can't yeah, do the right, Boston though. thing as well, as I'm sure you can. But yeah, so, he, yeah, so he jumps off of his balcony into the snow, and, and Tracy's listening to it, and she's like, nobody really fucking talks like that, do yeah. they? <laughs> well, just, just tell her that when I moved to Utah... I thought every day was Halloween because nobody wears cowboy boots and cowboy hats. That's fucking ridiculous. I didn't think that was real at all. Why are you guys dressed up like cowboys? <laughs> it's like, this is fucking wicked awesome. Yeah. That's Everyone's what, a fucking cowboy here. He said, he said wicked freaking cold or something like that. And she's oh, like, yeah. People don't really talk like that. Yeah, they do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. We get yeah, me- they do. I get medical records from places in Boston and... It was There's a like, wicked break. Yeah, wicked good chiropractic or whatever. You know, it's like. <laughs> and then at the same time, this Massachusetts is getting slammed with snow. Fox News is like global warming. Huh? Right. Oh, look at them. Yeah, yeah and it's always huh? phrased as a question. Global huh? warming real? 
<laughs> Look at the East Coast. They're slammed with snow. They had to stop a global warming global warming summit at fucking Harvard. <laughs> and actually, did there was like a bunch. There's supposed to be like a global warming rally at like Harvard or something. They had to cancel because of the snow. And everybody like, global oh. warming isn't true because it's cold in right, right one now spot where I am. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, kind of bad too when Massachusetts is rated number one in education. And you cut to the clips and they're like, "Yeah, fucking Brady, number one." All right, here we go. you know, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Did you see the most ep- the most recent episode of Tosh Point oh? uh, uh, yeah, I watched it this morning. He hammered, 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 hammered on New England Patriots fans and nah, I'm sure and Boston. Yeah, it was. Well, it was he's not a sports fan, and he's from California, and he's rich. Yeah, like, he, I mean, he grew up rich. He's kind of a sports fan. He's a Dolphins fan. He likes. Football, oh well, there think, you go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he disses on him too. But um, yeah, it was kind of funny. I, I should maybe try to find the clip. But uh, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I'm listening to it, I thought I need to play this for Matt. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm tell- I've I've heard it all, man. You're a fucking Raiders fan, you know too. Yeah, yeah, I fucking. I have Raiders coasters that we're all using. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might buy you some Packer ones this next year, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe you mean buy you some to use in the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I would have to say I like the Packers more than the Patriots, but that come that stems oh, wow. more from the Raiders versus Patriots, oh, okay. the tuck rule, all that horse shit. Yeah, well, the Raiders shouldn't given up a thirteen to three lead in the first fourth quarter. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, granted, Greg Beekert had that fumble recovery. It was a fumble. Greg Beekert recovered it, but the Raiders still gave up a ten point lead in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Patriots still went to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. beat them in the AFC Championship, still beat the greatest show on turf in the Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I else? Said, is, I'm just saying. I'm, look, I'm, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying it's a tough argument to make from your I position. Think. And then John Gruden went to Tampa Bay and proved what a coach he was was by destroying Rich oh, Gannon yeah. and, and yeah. your Raiders in that Super Bowl well, with Bill Callahan's. I mean, yeah, well, and Gannon had oh, broken his neck old. anyway. Dude, he's horrible. And, yeah. Gannon was terrible, and Bill that, Callahan was that no game coach. ruined Rich Gannon and yep. Bill Callahan. Yeah, Callahan couldn't even do anything with the team that Gruden left him. That was Super Bowl worthy team. Hmm. But Wisconsin has the awesomeness <laughs> that is. I like, I like Let's talk about something I, else I, 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 like, I like how you're ingesting, <laughs> ingesting it and just your face is getting red, but you're still treating me Oh, treat, no, that's uh, just the, that's so the drunkenness, that. and it's warm in here. Uh, oh, no. I, I, yeah. I was trying to work our way into a transition. It's the yes. Irish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's transition. I was going to say, we got the awesomeness in Wisconsin. Football, it is I, the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Do you want to bring up that Walker clip? Yeah, oh, let's... Yeah. let's Let's get on something lighter, man. We've this is this is lighter. This is, this is this is good. This is fucking Walker's fucking funny. What do they do with that? I don't know. Where did you put it? I think maybe that's I, not Walker. I think oh, maybe you, I closed it or I. Yeah, I, I just typed over it. Oh, you typed over it. I click back one. I shall find there, it. There again. we are. Here it is. So. The always awesome Governor Scott Walker of Wisconsin. He's such a fucking douchebag. Everyone in Wisconsin fucking hates this guy. Not enough to not elect him. Yeah. But it says after Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker made another reference to Scott, God speaking him to in a speech before speaking to bankers in January. Freedom from Religion Foundation member Edward uh, Sustrich. 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 
uh, made an open records request to his office for evidence of his communications with the Lord. <laughs> and his office replied, officially that it could not be, it could find none. <laughs> so it, it just proves Skywalker's a liar. Mm. Well, let's see. It's, it goes on to say that Governor Walker has never been shy about flashing his religious credentials regularly, telling audiences about the non-denominational evangel- evangelical church he attends, the Baptist preacher who raised him, and his belief that he only runs for office when called upon by God to do so. <laughs> yeah, Scott Walker, you, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Wasn't Sarah Palin called by God? And uh, fucking Rick George Perry Bush. was called by God. I'm I'm thinking about all the people who failed I, in their I, oh, election. Oh, oh, oh. I think Sarah so, Palin meant she tried to call God. So Sarah Palin was called by God. Rick Perry was called by God. Yeah, Rick anal foam. <laughs> well, Rick Perry held Rick that. Santorum was uh-huh. called by God. Yep. Uh, the frothy mixture. Oh, frothy mixture. Yeah. <laughs> I liked anal froth better. Uh, <laughs> anal foam, I think, is what is you said. Is that what I said? <laughs> foam, yeah, whatever. It all, it, all goes, it all goes on a latte. It's lots of bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> a mocha, preferably. <laughs> well, Rick Perry even had the huge prayer summit to pray for him at the fucking uh, sports, the Cowboys yeah. uh, when, stadium. Because they were going through a drought and needed yeah. water, and so they had a prayer rally. Didn't fucking work. No, no. not at all. I'm sorry. I'm surprised, really. I'm shocked. He should have looked at the science. Well, I think we mentioned it before, but whenever somebody says that they'll pray for me, my favorite thing to do is to say, no, 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 not just you. Enlist the help of everybody you know. Go to church. Talk to the entire congregation. Get them all to pray for me. Do it for however fucking long you want to, t- however long you want to do it, and don't just say that I'll be good or that I'll come back to Christ or whatever. Do it for something specific. Yes. Have everybody pray that you know within the next year I will say that there may be a God or that you know my my stance on atheism is wavering. Make it be something specific, or you'll shave your beard. You do it. Have all of your relatives do it. Have as many of your religious friends do it as you can. Get your entire congregation to do it. Do it for as long as you want. Do it for an entire year. Say only this prayer. Every day. For as long as you want, every day, multiple times a day. And if at the end of the whatever time you want to determine, I haven't changed anything or nothing has changed, you will have to either admit that you were fucking wrong to do it, or that it was pointless to do it, or, you know, I mean, it's going to prove to you that prayer doesn't fucking work. No, but Dan, you still have free will. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you must have heard the voice of Jesus and God and telling you what to do, and you just but, have denied it. Haven't you guys talked about some of the stories of, of research they've done on prayer where it says that the people who have been prayed for actually mm-hmm. fare worse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and which bothers me, when we talked, to, was it just last week or the week before, about Bill Maher and... Mm. Some of the stupid shit that he's said recently, but on his show a couple weeks ago, he had a woman on there who started saying that, you know, it's been proven that prayer helps people. No, it it, it absolutely fucking hasn't. That has been disproven. Yeah, it yeah. has been proven to be harmful. If people know that they're being prayed for, it has been proven to be harmful to them, both mentally and physically, because they think, shit, people are praying for me. There's something fucking wrong. Or... Yeah, hey, I gotta get everyone's praying and, for me. God's going to help me out. I don't got to fight anymore. Yeah. I don't need to do anything. I'm going to leave God. it all in God's hands. We knew how that worked in the fucking driving test. 
yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. yeah. I, I so wish people would have actually done that on that day. <laughs> Just, you know, you, the, the amount of car wrecks all over the freeway. Be like, Wait, didn't we talk about that story of that lady that did that? Well, no, they were actually pushing for a day. I think there's a lady that blamed it on Jesus, her car wreck. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the lady that hit that motorcyclist it, in Ohio. Uh, that she she's she said Jesus took the wheel and then he hit a fucking motorcyclist. <laughs> Jesus has bad eyes. Jesus hates motorcycles. Well, but then the worst part about that whole story was that the guy. I mean, it's not bad that he survived, but he survived, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then his girlfriend, the motorcyclist's girlfriend, was like, "Hey, all these scabs and bruises on your back kind of look like angel wings. God is real. <laughs> uh, like God just fucking ran him over. What the fuck? Like." Yeah. Ohio, get it together, Ohio. You, you could probably drag anybody on their back, and it probably look like angel wings because you got the shoulder blades stick out more. You know, parts of your spine are going to stick out more, so it's going to be kind of like an arch on your back of nothing but scars. And yeah, scabs. but I mean, if if God wanted to give you a fucking scab tattoo, couldn't He do it without making you get hit by a car? Yeah, I mean, like go to the tattoo parlor or something. Well, and how quickly does everybody abandon their religious convictions when it comes to something that really fucking matters? Yes. You, you know what? Oh. <laughs> we got Matt fired oh. up. Yeah, how rare. No, I had this conversation with Danielle, who's a deist, right? Uh. Ish. And, oh, that made me so fucking mad because, <laughs> seriously, like, this, this is terrible, right? This is a terrible story. Yeah. Her dad died of Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. They watched Which is him. a terrible disease. Horrible, right? And as far as I can tell, was a great man. Right, withered and died, and I can see by the family pictures they have. You can see him balding. Some of your his- body just basically starts fucking eating itself. Yeah, yeah, terrible. And my point was, if you if you truly truly believe this shit, you don't go to hospitals when stuff happens. If you do, if something if some if your child breaks a bone or you're suspected that they break a bone and you run to the doctor, you've abandoned your faith. You've thrown it all out the window. Right, because when shit's trivial, you'll sit there and pray about it. Oh, I hope he gets better. I hope she recovers from this thing that they're already gonna fucking recover from. I hope my but, wi- my team wins, or I find my keys. Right, yeah, right, right. Or please fix my dog's legs instead of all the starving kids in Africa, yeah. or whatever stupid trivial shit you think you need to pray for. But when push comes to shove, and stuff is serious, it's science and not religion that they rely on. Every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Every time. Except for Christian scientists. Christian scientists. But they, they die all the time. And they die all the time. <laughs> sure, sure they do. But but there's some amount of respect I have to have for them being willing to at least well, not not for what they do with their kids and stuff, but for themselves personally, maybe. Yeah. Because they're actually they're actually applying the faith they claim to have. Everybody else can go fuck off because they're f- filling everybody full of bullshit. That's not true. They know. As soon as something serious happens, they run to a fucking science center, right? Yeah. A hospital or a doctor, somebody who knows what the fuck's going on to get that fixed. They don't pray. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to call hospitals that from now on. It's the science the center. The science center. Right. And then, and, then as soon, and, and then as soon as that fucking doctor fixes them, they say, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Thank God for providing the doctor the knowledge and expertise training and and long nights studying in order yeah. to heal me. 
fuck everybody who ever came before this science was developed and this doctor obtained this knowledge. Fuck all of them. They were pieces of shit. Yeah. It matters because it helped me. Now, if a God six, is great. If a six-year-old runs into the kitchen while I'm having a heart attack or something, whips up some anesthesia, comes in there, fucking knocks me out, goes in and performs a triple heart bypass surgery on me and then fucking sews me back up, I might go, eh. You might have had Jesus inside you for that one, because a fucking six-year-old just can't fucking do that. But why would Jesus need any of that? Why wouldn't yep. Jesus just blink and go? Yeah. Press why wouldn't he make it so you don't I'll have a heart attack at all? Nobody yeah. ever has because those problems to begin with. I love peanut butter sandwiches. He, he wanted to possess the body of Did that kid say, for a Did you say peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> so ever? he gave you a heart attack so that yeah, he could so, possess so the kid. So he could possess yeah. the kid. Jesus gave me a heart attack so he could possess a six-year-old kid so he can have fun doing a heart surgery. That's like Patton Oswalt talking about the fucking uh, Christmas shoes. Have you guys seen that clip? No. Oh, my God. It's fucking... I'm going to have to find it and we Uh have to play it because it's fucking beautiful. So I have to say, um, being involved in communities where, you know, you have a certain condition, you a lot, it's fairly common to see people asking for prayers. And, and then, you know, like in my case, I have a condition where a lot of the women can't get pregnant. They have a really hard time getting pregnant. And then all of a sudden they get pregnant and they're like thanking God. And it's like, what? What's yeah. going on? And yeah. and I have an acquaintance online um, through Facebook who had to have um, a transplant. I'm not recalling exactly what she needed, but uh, she she posted the other day how annoyed she was at these people who have the condition that she has or something similar who are running around thanking God and and the people that have prayed for her for them to recover. And she, and her whole thing is no, it's it's not about God. It's about the the scientists and the doctors yeah. who have done the research and and are performing the operations that are keeping us alive. Yeah. So it, it's really frustrating, and it's really funny because she actually <laughs> she works for Monsanto. Oh. <laughs> so not only does she get the God uh-huh. stuff from from the people who also have the condition, but she also gets the anti GMO freaks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, you'd think of someone like she, 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 it's genetically modified food, and you're getting basically like genetically modified body parts so you can have a kid. No. <laughs> Hi, Luke. I love you. Or, Fuck yeah, off. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, not getting a kid in the lab. I mean, but that's basically what, uh, no, pulling an egg, pulling some sperm, putting it together, put it back in. It's basically it's crazy what the people go through to get pregnant, and I, oh, yeah. and I the, the money involved. But even like all the hormones that they inject these women with, it's insane. That messes with you in, oh, I bet. in seriously oh, yeah. horrible ways. Yeah, it fucks up it fucks up your emotions. It yeah, it yeah, it's terrible. And it, it and you know, I understand it can be a fairly painful process as well. So this this little bit I'll play this. This is it's seven, almost eight minutes long, but it's brilliant. It's lovely. I love it. Patton Oswalt is is a favorite of mine. He's very, very good. And this is awesome. I have to play this at least once a year, just for my own personal enjoyment. And then I have to share it with as many people that I know of. Well, now we're going to be sharing with like 10,000 people, especially, (laughs) especially around the holidays. Uh, This and Tim Minchin's white wine in the sun are like my two favorite Christmas things ever. So here this goes. We're just a little late on it. Yeah. Um, Christmas has come and gone. 
But boy, one thing about Christmas will not leave me alone, and that is a song that they play at Christmas time. It is the eeriest, most horrific Christmas song I've ever heard. And I like Christmas music, so I'm not against Christmas music. I'm against this dark, disturbing song, and it's called Christmas Shoes. And it's a... Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Jesus, God. The song is called Christmas Shoes, and it's by a... Christian group called New Song, which I don't know why, why would you name your group New Song? You're just going to be living in an Abbott and Costello routine for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, we got a new song. By who? Exactly. What? Oh, fuck this. So, <laughs> song is called Christmas Shoes, and, um, and I'm going to take you through it um, very briefly. So the first <laughs> verse of the song is, it was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line, just trying to buy that last gift or two, not really in the Christmas mood. Oh, there's a guy in line at a store. He's a little cranky. He's a little cranky at Christmas time. Meh. <laughs> and by the way, I'm going to recite these Meh. lyrics because the dude that sings it sings it like this. It was almost Christmas time. Because that's his way of saying, look, I'm singing in a Christian rock band. Ladies, make no mistake, I will lay the fucking pipe into you. Do not. <laughs> if I get you back in my room at the La Quinta Inn next to this state fair where we're playing, God's telephone pole will have you chanting this sick evening prayer. So. All right, so that's the first verse. The guy in line is a little cranky. Now, standing right in front of me, was a little boy waiting anxiously, pacing around the way little boys do, <laughs> and in his hand he held a pair of shoes. Okay, little kid in front of him holding a pair of shoes. Here comes the next verse. His clothes were worn and old. He was dirty from head to toe. So he's like a Dickensian street urchin <laughs> in a world full of hand sanitizers. He's, have you got a halfpenny, sir? <laughs> then how about a smile? <laughs> and when it came his time to pay, I couldn't believe what I heard him say. Here comes the chorus of the song. Chorus starts off pretty good, then it takes a hard left turn into Assholeville. <laughs> so hang on. Get your seatbelts on. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve, and these shoes are just her size. That's sweet. He's buying shoes for his mom. That's really nice. Hang on. <laughs> Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. She's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes will make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. Oh, what the fuck? You should not be muted for this. The kid's mom is dying. He is buying her shoes... So when she gets to heaven, by the way, I missed the part of the Bible where Jesus is really bitchy and catty about people's footwear <laughs> when they get to the pearly gate. You're not getting into heaven in those, honey. No, I'm sorry. I, 
I died for your sins, but those pumps are unforgivable. <laughs> Paul Linda all of a sudden. <laughs> All right. So he's buying shoes for his mom on Christmas Eve. Here comes the next verse. He counted pennies for what seemed like years. He's paying for the shoes with fucking pennies. Pennies. (laughs) Then the clerk said, son, there's not enough here. What kind of psychotic asshole (laughs) hears that this kid's mom is dying? He's paying in pennies. Yeah, you're six cents short. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, life's a bitch, isn't it? That's not our policy here at Fashion Bug. I don't know what to tell you. That six cents comes right out of my paycheck. I I can't help you. And then, I'm not going to recite the rest of these goddamn lyrics. The little kid turns around to the guy in line and goes, I don't know how I'm going to buy these shoes. Which now it starts to sound like a scam. Like maybe the kid, they're just going to, the kid and his dad are going to different stores. The dad's out in the parking lot in a beat up Chevy Nova with a trunk just filled with women's shoes. They're just covered in jizz. He's like, listen, go in there. You've got to trick a guy into buying them. I can only jerk off to these if you trick a guy into buying them. That's what Vietnam did to me. So then, the guy, the grouchy guy in line, pays for the shoes, and the kid is happy, and he runs out of the store. Now we get to the bridge of the song. The bridge will make you lose all hope that we live in a just or sane universe. Here it comes. I knew I caught a glimpse of heaven's love as he thanked me and ran out. I knew that God had sent that little boy to remind me of what Christmas is all about. Let's review. (laughs) There's a guy in line. He's a little cranky on Christmas. God looks down and sees this. Somebody in a bad mood on my son's birthday? Bullshit! Give that kid's mom cancer. Make sure he's in front of him in line. Make him seven cents short for the shoes. This guy will buy them, and then he'll be in a good mood. <laughs> I would feel like Jesus is behind God going, I don't think we need to give a kid's mom. Can you shut the book up? <laughs> it's going to be the best birthday you ever had. It's going to be the best birthday you ever had. Oh, Buddha gave me a hand job in the hot tub. I'm really lost, son. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Good night. That that is pretty intense. (laughs) For all you listening, you really have to go online and look that up and look for the one with this awesome animation. (laughs) I will will try to remember to post a link to this uh, when we get the show up. So that you can go out and view this on YouTube. If, and and in, in the meantime, if you hear it and I haven't had the time to go out and post the link, just look for Patton Oswalt Christmas Shoes and play this video because it comes with an animation attached to it, similar to uh, Tim Minchin's Storm video. Yeah, yeah.
that kind of walks you through <laughs> what Pat Oswald is talking about. Except for with a raunchy pair of shoes with jizz all over them. This <laughs> guy that's in a wheelchair using them to masturbate. And got in a dirty, stained wife beater. Yeah. yeah. And whitey tighties. And, 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 and tidy whiteys, yeah. And, and, and Buddha jerking best them off. Best birthday ever. <laughs> best birthday ever, son. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean the 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 song itself is terrible. Patton's Patton's telling of it is amazing, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my favorite things around the holidays. So around the holidays, my kid's favorite Christmas album is well. I always liked the Muppets Christmas record when I was a kid. The Muppets Christmas is fun. Sure, they they like that. They like uh, uh, fucking. What is his name? The old guy that does like Frosty the Snowman and Oh Burl Lives. Burl Lives. That's that's probably their their favorite, but followed fairly closely behind that is the South Park Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> that was their first thing, wasn't it? Doing the South Park Christmas stuff? Their their first album that they released? Well, cuz I know that's how they got their start was making like South Park Christmas cards that were really fucking raunchy with songs and stuff that everything was all hand cut and done. Oh, yeah. They said like, "Yeah, we spent like 6 months making that one 10-minute clip with all of our stuff for the Christmas thing." And then we got picked up and they want to make a show and they want us to make it like Six of those in like nine weeks. I'm like, fuck. It took us six months to make ten minutes. Now they do an episode in like four or five days. Yeah, but yeah. They, they don't put episodes out anymore. It's like, no, they like do. yeah, but it'll be like, oh, here's three new ones, and it's like two months, three months. Here's three more new ones, and it's like two or three months, and it's sporadic. Yeah. Yeah, it takes them a while to come up with stuff. But, I mean, it's – I'm surprised – that they that they can come up with stuff so quickly. And, well, all their and, shows deal with like literally what happened this last week. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. We make a show about it. <laughs> when I was a kid, we listened to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, that was fun. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Eight track. Yeah. Not cassette. That. Eight track. I had a I had an old uh what was it? A 78 Firebird with an 8 track in it. It was pretty badass. Had some Steve Miller, some John Denver. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah, actually, I did have Fleetwood Mac on the 8-track. Yep. I, I had, had an 83 to. Firebird. A what? 83 Firebird. It's not old enough. No. <laughs> I put a CD player in it. <laughs> you know what's funny about the beta stuff? That never made it to Massachusetts before VHS took over. Like swept everything. in. Oh, really? Yeah, because it started in California and started to move, and it never made it to New England. Well, you can thank porn for that. Can I? Yeah. How how can I do that? Because porn used VHS tapes instead of beta. Oh. Uh-huh. It is. So yeah. beta be- VHS tapes became more popular because that's what the porn industry was using. And beta was limited to 60 minutes where VHS was limited to two hours. I think initially it was 90 minutes and then moved to two hours. Yeah. But beta had the higher quality. Yeah, beta was a higher yeah, quality. Beta, it was very restricted. Smaller form factor. Did yeah. Did beta get to Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. My grandfather still has a beta. Uh, really? Well, I mean, and we went through the same things with the with the HD discs versus yeah. or, uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm. And HD was better, ultimately, but Blu-ray went out. And now, I mean, Blu-ray's only been out for, what, the last maybe four or five years? Yeah. And it's basically done already because just can, because of online put, streaming. And, yeah. Well, I mean, I still will get Blu-rays once in a while, but Blu-ray discs, you can pack twice the amount of info on them. I mean, that's what... 
the new PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones, they use mm-hmm. Blu-ray discs because yeah. you can literally put, you know, 20 gigs worth of information on it versus four. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even then, sales for Blu-ray discs are yeah. way, way, way oh, down yeah. versus DVD. Yeah. I mean, even versus older technology because the people who never upgraded to Blu-ray are stuck with their DVD. They're still playing that. And then the people who went to Blu-ray have now jumped to mostly online streaming yeah. stuff. And or if I want a movie, I usually buy it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And it's on my computer. It's on my TV. It's on my iPad. It's on every device I would need to want to be able to watch that movie on without having a disc. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Matt's like, yeah. you guys are talking technology. I don't know what you're saying. It's okay. I I was kind of behind in the technology where that's concerned too. I, I had a DVD VHS combo. Oh, those were sweet. I, I still got one of those. I had, a, I had mostly VHS for a long yeah. time. Yeah. In fact, in, until, until Alan moved in, I had an old tube TV. Nice. <laughs> I still have an old tube TV. I have a 36-inch yeah. tube TV in the next room. That was that still. I mean, it's still a good TV. It still gives a good picture and everything. And people yeah, like to turn those into fish tanks. <laughs> into fish tanks. <laughs> it's so fucking heavy. That oh, yeah. thing yeah, has got away. How much heavier they it's are? It's got away over three hundred pounds. Really? Seriously, that thing is fucking heavy. I hate moving it. When when I when I first moved, uh, I moved from one house in Syracuse to another house in Syracuse that was less than a hundred yards away. Literally, like as the crow flies. I could see my new house from my old house just on the other side of the street. And in order to move the giant fucking 36-inch heavy-ass motherfucking television... Forklift. I enlisted the help of my son, and honestly, we we lifted it up off of the stand, moved it about 10 feet, and had to set it down. Then we moved it into the end of the room and had to set it down. And then we moved it from the end of the room toward the stairs and had to set it down. <laughs> it was just, and, and I mean, you had to wear something on your hands because the bottom of oh, it, yeah. it's just so fucking heavy. It's cutting into your hands. And mm. I was really glad that when I moved this last time, we hired a movers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, just to warn you guys, the TV's really fucking heavy. And they're like, oh, God, you have one of these things? <laughs> That's yeah. worse than a king size bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, fucking terribly heavy and then i bought this one for the podcast room and i mean it's 40 inches you, you carry it underneath your arm yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy the difference yeah you're you're worse moving than i am oh yeah with my king size bed and all my books yeah i think mm. the tv's worse <laughs> yeah books are yeah. bad though yeah Beds well are bad too well and tracy and i have a shit ton of books too so that was i mean i i still have probably a dozen boxes in a closet upstairs in the guest bedroom that I haven't unpacked just full of books and shit. That... I, I worked furniture in high school. The only thing worse than moving a king-size bed is taking one out of an, a no, place. Yeah. A sleeper sofa. Oh, yeah, those are bad. I used to deliver furniture, too, and the, oh. we had a policy where we'd remove your old mattress. Bad idea. Dude, <laughs> kings were horrible. Oh, God. Go up to, like, fucking where Dan's from and Kearns and shit and get mattresses with blood all on them. And yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go super dark, but yeah, when my sister died, getting rid of her bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. pretty dark, dude. Terrible. It was so fucking awful. I don't even know that story. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, it was bad, Did but you- she lived in an apartment complex. So I just mm. had to carry it to the dumpster. <laughs> Fox news is also bad. Yeah, what did Fox News do? Yeah, it is. It got Randolph all <laughs> fucking riled up. 
Randolph? Randolph. Who's Randolph? Randolph Flynn from Indiana. You don't know Randolph Flynn from Indiana? Is that the guy who drank 45 beers? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> He's almost famous. But he decided to drink 45 beers, watch Little Fox News, and got fucking so riled up, oh, he yes. went into a mosque and tried to burn that fucker down. Goddamn. How did he drink 45 beers? He didn't even get the whole carpet. Still... He is probably drinking near beer. <laughs> no, I've I have I have had oh, yeah. many beers in one night. I probably have two, but I was probably not. But I have to admit that when I had that many beers that night, I was so drunk that I could not pee. <laughs> I, Seriously, you one could time, walk, but you couldn't pee. I could walk. I could talk. I could find my way to my tent because we were camping, but I could not pee. Like. Wow. I had so much to drink that I knew it's time for Jen to go to bed while he can still make his way to bed. <laughs> and so I wandered away from the campfire and I unzipped my pants and I stretched out my tiny little wang and I stood there with it in my hand for probably, I don't know, a good two or three minutes just going, <sighs> stumble, stumble, stumble. <sighs> Uh, fuck. Stumble. <laughs> this this repeated itself for a good two to three minutes before I just went, fuck it. I go into the tent and if I pee in the tent into my sleeping bag, I pee I can wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I, I've had the exact opposite result after playing a game of beer baseball ball. Beer baseball ball? Yeah. Well, what's beer bank pop pop? <laughs> beer, 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 beer baseball ball is every time your team scores a run, you bong a beer. Ah. Our softball team for the fire department usually didn't do too well. They did phenomenally well one night. <laughs> and we finished off about two thirty packs. I've played slosh ball before. Well, we weren't actually playing. We're sitting in the bleachers every time our... They just oh, kept running them in and in and in. Okay. Well, this is on base. So, so you weren't actually playing? No. You were just watching? Just watching yeah. chugging beer the entire time. Yeah. This is military. We're all 21 dumb fucks. <laughs> Made it back to my dorm room on base. And apparently I decided to open the door up and face first onto the floor in the dorm room. I wake up sometime later in a big old puddle of piss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking I had at least 30 beers because there's two of us and we would each bong a beer at the same time. We went through two thirty racks of beer and... Uh. Yeah. And well, and I have to say, luckily, I did not pee the bed oh. that night. Or the sleeping bag. Or the sleeping bag. <laughs> I, I got up in the middle of the night and was finally successful in my, in my stretching of the, winnie, of the mini wang and grunting. <laughs> well, we don't know how Randolph Lynn did, but we do know that in court on Wednesday. Well, Lynn, and this isn't Utah Bears. No, this is. So, yeah, he, Indiana. he, he could oh, have yeah. died. Yeah, I know. but but he set fire to a mosque in Ohio. Right, and he's from Indiana. He got really pissed up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, an so Indiana man who pleaded guilty to setting fire to a mosque in Ohio, Ohio told the judge that prior to the arson, he had been riled up watching Fox News. On September 30th, Randolph Lynn of Saint Joseph, Indiana, tried to burn down the Islamic Center of Greater Toledo. The plane dealer previously reported. It was reported that he attempted to burn down the mosque in retaliation for attacks on U.S. embassies in the Middle East and for Muslims getting, quote, a free pass in the U.S. while being booked in jail. 
Lynn reportedly said, fuck those Muslims. In court on Wednesday, Lynn pleaded guilty to the arson charge. He said that he had gotten riled up watching Fox News, according to the Sentinel Tribune, and drank 45 beers in seven hours. Yeah, when I drank the... So it was a 30-pack of... Fuck, I think Bud Light or or Natural Light, I think oh, is what it was. Natty Natty Light. Light. It, was it was a 30-pack of Natty Light. Yeah. Drinking water. No. Plus plus <laughs> other, I think somebody else had Keystones yeah. that I was drinking, which it's, had I not drank the 30-pack of, of Natty Light, I would not have drank the Keystones because Keystone, yeah. typically I say there are two kinds of beer, good beer and very good beer. Keystone falls nowhere all on, the, no, on that line. No. Like Keystone is fucking horse piss. Yeah. Anyway. So when Cordy pleaded guilty to the arson charge, drank 45 beers in seven hours before heading to the mosque, Lynn started a fire in the prayer room, NorthwestOhio.com reported. Quote, every day you turn on the TV, you see Muslims trying to kill Americans. Why is it any time we, we talk about a stupid religious person, they have a southern accent? Uh, we because I, I gave you the education versus religiosity numbers. <laughs> there we go. That's why. <laughs> good, 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 good connection there. <laughs> According to the Chicago Again, it's Sunday. just correlation, everybody. <laughs> when asked whether he thinks all Muslims are terrorists, Lynn reportedly responded, I'd say most of them are. Yeah, because you watch Fox News. Yeah. Lynn's viewpoints upset some in attendance at the court hearing on Wednesday. Quote, and I said more sad, and oh, I'm sorry, and I was more sad when Judge Jack Zuhari, Zuhari. Zuhari asked him that. Do you know any Muslims, or do you know what Islam is? A member of the mosque told WNWO after the hearing, and he said, No, I only know what I hear on Fox News and what I hear on radio. Yep. Probably listening to Sean fucking Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> any any of them. Any of the Fox News. Sean people. Hannity, Michael Medved, fucking... Bill O'Reilly, yeah. Megyn Kelly. I... We we yeah we were talking earlier. Yeah. I think Sean Hannity is the worst, the worst person on Fox News. Mm. Who do you disagree? Do you think Bill O'Reilly is worse? I don't know, man. I think Megyn Kelly's pretty bad too, man. She is pretty fucking awful. <laughs> she Je- is. Jesus awful. is white. Okay, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that was Santa Claus. Oh, Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Okay, well, Santa Claus it, it was about right. it was about. Jesus That's a fact. You just have to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill O'Reilly with the tides, and then he he's also, tide goes in, tide goes out. And, he can't and explain he that. Also said when he was talking to Kirk Cameron, when Kirk Cameron was talking about crocodiles and whatnot, uh-huh. and he was talking about, and Bill O'Reilly was talking about how all this came about by accident, and he's like. And so he's trying to wrap it up, and he's like, "Okay, so you can poke holes in evolution, like like I've done." Like I've poked holes in the Big Bang Theory. All right, so then I'm like, "What the? F- no, you fuck, you fucking <laughs> no. idiot, dude! Tide no, goes you in, haven't. Tide goes out. That's the giant hole." Yeah, I don't know. I, I what I, do you say? We get some hookers and blow, and <laughs> just get crazy. Up fuck in it, here. we'll do it live. <laughs> Lynn pleaded guilty to intentional. Def- to intentionally defacing, damaging, and destroying religious real property because of the religious character of that property, using fire to commit a felony, and using a and using and carrying a firearm to commit a crime of violence, the Albany Tr- Tribune reported, he likely faces twenty years in prison. Wow! All right, I just want to know after drinking forty five beers, how do you even pick up that gas can, get into your car, and drive your ass there? 
Uh, yeah, I wonder how he got I would have made it I would have made it to the corner and crashed into a house. Yeah. He did it over seven hours, and that, that made the difference to me because the most I've ever drank was forty two beers and that was over eight hours. Yeah. Well clearly he's gone pro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about an amateur beer drinker here, right? Right. This guy's a seasoned pro. Yeah. Well that's my but my point though here is does Fox News get in legal trouble for this? No. Do they? Do and, they and nor there, should they, honestly. Okay. So, is there is is there legitimate repercussions for Fox News for promulgating this kind of thinking and promoting this stuff on the right? No. Okay. Then why are they coming after Sam Harris? Exactly. Even if he did what Fo- he doesn't even do what Fox News does about talking about how Islam is so bad, which they are. He doesn't even do that much. Right. But yet they're still coming after Sam Harris. For right. So, because he's an atheist. Right. And and atheists are one of the groups that, you know, it's still perfectly fine, according to the majority of, of people here in the United States, to discriminate against. Yeah. Same reason that they think it's still fine to discriminate gay people. We're, we're a minority who... Yeah, but that's... Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, even women and, and blacks and, and, you know, other non-whites or whatever. Yeah. I don't even like saying it that way, but, (laughs) but I'm just saying there is still discrimination among those other groups from people who aren't rich, white men, rich, white, straight men. Yeah. You know, in this country, but I think, I think atheism is in the next big front for, for civil, civil liberties, civil rights. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, and I like to think that we've, you know, throughout the years built uh, a good group of, Allies in the yeah. LGBT community, sure. In ra- uh, in a lot of different racial minority communities, yeah. Not nearly as Some. much as within the LGBT community, but it seems it's it's it seems to be a little difficult to get into the African American group as yeah. atheists, but yeah. And it and that bothers me a lot. It really, really bothers me a lot Let to think out, that. Man. Well, to think that you know the the black community. In here in the United States, was was subjugated, enslaved, treated like fucking animals for hundreds and hundreds Dude, of years in the United that. States. Farm equipment. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. And for them to turn their backs on another minority group who is being discriminated against based on the same justification that blacks were discriminated against for so long. It breaks my heart. Like I, I don't understand how that happens. Well, they're also siding with the group of people that put them yeah. there in the first place. Right. Yeah, and yeah. to adopt the policies of the people that enslaved them. To, yeah. to turn to those same beliefs. That, right. Right. To turn to the same beliefs that supported subjugating and suppressing and enslaving them for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. It, that's it's it's heartbreaking and discouraging and and demoralizing to see that happen all the time so claim the four white people here <laughs> no but 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 realistically yeah i mean i mean it's it's it sounds it these are these are taboos we're trespassing here and it's a little touchy but i think i think the truth of it is that that it is it is a little sad to see i mean i'm not a psychologist obviously I don't know if there's Stockholm syndrome going on or what, but why they would adopt the views of 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 those. But well, in I, any case, well, it's, to it's some extent, they've kind of made it their own in, yeah, they in have, some of I, the Baptist sure. churches that are primarily 
African American, you you they've made it their own thing. Yeah, I mean, I and that and that speaks to the community sense of of religious yeah. thought okay. and, and religious yeah. beliefs and practices. Is you know that it's not necessarily the religious belief that binds them; it's the community that they find within their religious belief that binds them. We need to get to Mel back on here to talk about some of that. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, he'll come back. Oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. He's, he's listening right now. Hello, Hello, Tamal. Hi, Tamal. I like Tamal a lot. But it's, you know, a, a lot of it stems T from... T-Bizzle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, a lot of it stems, though, from the community that they find within those within sure. those religions. Within well, those that's, religions. that's all religion has. Yeah, it's... It's, it's the community. It that's has... all that they have. Yeah, it, it has really nothing nothing else on offer to, to help these people out of anything. It's the community that they find within the religion that yeah. helps them and supports them and sustains them. Yep, I, f- I find that's one of the major Mormon aspects, too. I mean, it's Absolutely. all it's community. Every religion. Right? Yeah. Any group. Yeah. Right. That's one of the reasons why I got involved with Atheist of Utah was because I didn't have that community. Right. right. I never really had it growing up here because I grew up in Utah, but I was raised Catholic. So, I mean, oh, I was totally demonized for that. Yeah. So I never really had that community, but I can see I, – I feel like I have that now with Atheists of Utah. So it's important for me to be involved and to help build that community mm-hmm. to make it better, do the things that, that the people are wanting to do that are in the group. Do you feel right. more demonized now or or as a Catholic? Um. Probably as a Catholic, things were a lot – like oh, I said before, yeah, things were a lot worse when I was a kid in Utah. In the wrong religion. Yeah. Mm. It was a lot worse. So it's a lot better now. As far as being an atheist, I, I've, I'm i totally out at work, mm-hmm. um, totally out pretty much everywhere. Uh, no one said anything to me. I'll, I'll tell people pretty upfront if they ask about it that I'm an atheist, and I haven't had anyone cringe – Interesting. You don't work with Damf. <laughs> no, with I damp. don't. No. But I do, you know, my my boss is is pretty LDS. I have some coworkers that are fa- fairly LDS who I mean, I take my Atheist of Utah water bottle to work. It sits on my desk. People know and they're still nice and friendly with me and I've never had anything bad happen. Hmm. So I don't know if if that's a rarity here. Yeah, I don't know. I my my boss is in the Motab, um, and all the all the uh, partner attorneys are are also extremely LDS. But we have a pretty fair system in place at work, which is which is kind of nice. But I, I'm still not. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about being out totally there. It's not like I hide it, but but I don't go out of my way to tell people. I don't know how it would be received. I'm not I don't, sure. but again, this is in Or or in American Fork. Yeah, it's Utah totally County. different in Utah County. But yeah, I don't go out of my way to tell people. I'm like, I don't run yeah, around yeah. and say, "Hey, I'm an atheist." Yeah. But but if it comes up or or for whatever reason, people ask me, "Oh, what's this nonprofit you do things with?" and and I'll tell them. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I the last week. Uh, so every morning, my my little development team. At the IRS where I work has a morning huddle meeting where we all get together. Yeah, thanks for cracking that open. It's getting a little stuffy in here. Um, you can even swing it open more than that if you want. But so at work we have this this team huddle meeting every morning where you know we all get together, talk about 
what we worked on yesterday, what we're doing today, ask questions of anybody else on the team who may be able to help us, whatever. And because I work at home, of course, I'm connecting via uh, OCS, which is Microsoft's office communication oh, okay. system. It's like their, their, their private messaging internal little little thing, right? So I connect via voice, and we share screens and voice and all of that good stuff. And as they're setting this up every morning, the guy who runs the meeting through his computer, you know, contacts everybody who's working from home and, you know, sets up the, the voice and video and everything. And a lot of the time he's, he's not great on being able to set this up the first time correctly <laughs> for whatever reason. I mean, he connects an external he does speaker it every week. and microphone. Yeah. Every, even though he, not just every week, every day, <laughs> every day throughout the week, <laughs> Or at least Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We don't do a meeting on Monday or on Friday because a lot of people have those days off. But So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have this meeting at least. And so it was last week. I was sitting in my office upstairs at the house, and we start our little meeting, and I can hear Damp in the background. They can't hear me because, he, for whatever reason, they couldn't hear us on their speakers inside. But I can hear everybody sitting in the room, and Damph is talking about, you know, going to church and meeting people. And, and he heard somebody talk out of it, speak against the church or, or say something, you know, against God or whatever. And, or no, somebody, somebody's parent had died. And he heard that that person, you know, had questioned God's motives in taking their parent. And he said, you know, it's not for us to question. This is God and he has a plan and blah, blah, blah. And then the call gets disconnected and I get reconnected and they're talking about something else, religious and whatever. And I was just, they can't hear me, (laughs) but I can hear them talking about all of this bullshit in the background, not thinking that I can hear them. And the whole time I'm just chomping at the bit to say something to them. Just fucking, you know, say, go listen to my podcast. Damn it. (laughs) You know, this, this is fucking work. Yeah. That's completely yeah. unprofessional. We're at fucking work. If we yeah. were at church, talk about that shit all you fucking want. Yeah. And had I been first up on the line, you know, they go through the line of people who, you know, we've got this person on the team, this person on the team. Had I been the first person on the line to be able to to say what's been going on or whatever, the first words out of my mouth, pre-planned, just chomping at the bit, waiting to be able to say it is, oh, are we done with church? Yeah. <laughs> is is church over now or can are we talking about work now? Can I uh, can I talk about what I've been fucking doing at work? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been hearing you guys talk about church shit all this time. Can we talk about work now? Is that okay? <laughs> Sadly, I was third in line. So, uh, yeah. You guys are fucking getting paid to work. Right. That's what we're fucking there to do is is we're we're being paid to fucking program shit. And develop stuff for the for the Internal Revenue Service. Not talk about our experiences at church or talk about our religious beliefs. Well, this is from diligent, awesome Mormon father. <laughs> that's what DAMP stands for, isn't it? <laughs> sure, that's what, that's that that could be something I could tell him. <laughs> oh, I've been mistaken this whole time. <laughs> I always and, thought it meant for dumbass Mormon fucker. No, dumbass motherfucker. Oh, motherfucker. And, I always put Mormon in it. And, you know, and, and, and to kind of defend him a little bit, he's, he really is a nice guy. I mean, in real life, he'd do anything for you. And, and anytime I've voiced 
any kind of dissent for what he's saying or what he's doing as far as bringing religion into work and stuff, he's he's stopped it immediately. Well, tis the it's Mormon when way. He, yeah, it's when he thinks that I'm not listening or that I can't hear that he goes on these fucking yeah. religious tangents, which is exactly what happened while they were trying to set up this meeting. And I was like, God damn it, I wish I had been first in line to fucking say something. Like, keep that shit at home or in your fucking church. It doesn't belong at work. Same guy that did the email? Yes. <laughs> can, they, can they see when you're... Trying to get in on the conversation. Yes. They, they know who it is. Yes. So it's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Dan Ellis. <laughs> oh, Dan's on the line. I better knock off the religious shit. Yeah. Better get back to doing what I'm paid for. Yeah. So, well, and, and it's probably been a couple months now that I posted on Facebook that, you know, we came up for some kind of security review and... The woman that I have to work with who had ran the security view review and found a problem in some of our coding or the way that we had set up the database sent out a message saying, you know, oh, well, this will be the first time that we've ever lapsed on anything. And, you know, God willing, this won't happen again. And I'll, I'll pray that this can be solved oh, yeah. by the end of the day and whatever. And I sent her a nice message and I just said, you know. I understand your, your beliefs or whatever. I just want you to know that I'm a member of the Center for Inquiry, Freedom from Religion Foundation, American Atheists, the Church, the the well, Satanic yeah. Temple. <laughs> you know, I, I served on the Board of Trustees for Atheists of Utah for three years. I would appreciate if you would check your religious beliefs at the door or at least not discuss them at work. We're here to talk about work. And that's what I'm concerned <laughs> about. You know, if you have any other problems, whatever, contact me. Yeah. And she doesn't know her ass from a hole in the ground even as far as work goes because we're still dealing with that shit two months later, but... Oh, it just I, it really fucking bothers me when people bring that shit into fucking work. You're yeah. being paid to be there to do fucking work, not to proselytize, not to talk about your religion, not to talk about your fucking church. Especially as a federal employee. Right. Yeah. You 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 have a lot more than I do. My my com the company I work for is super is completely private. And yeah. so you you know, for you it's you know, you have First Amendment and all that kind of – Oh, yeah. For me, and I don't. And union protection but, rights. And, yeah. Yeah, so – well, and that's kind of funny because I was telling Tracy about all of this and she's like, you sent her an email saying that? And I right. said, fuck yeah, I did. You want right. to read it? And she's like, well, aren't you afraid you're going to get in trouble? And I said, in you trouble can't. for what? You can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I am a union employee in a federal fucking job who has seniority and tenure in my position now who gets consistent – 5.0 ratings, which is fucking unheard of yeah. anywhere, right? And I do a good fucking job. They would have to explain how, you know, me voicing me voicing discontent over bringing religion at work is a problem. No, it wouldn't even be that. It would be it would be they would they would have to come up with some sort of case for why it's a problem for you to bring the discussion Back to work right. at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good fucking luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that, especially with those ratings. But see, for me though, I I, I fit on in where and you're Ryan's also company. federal. Yeah, yeah. You know, so private. So I don't the First Amendment is not applicable. And under Utah protected classes, there's only as far as for that, it's only religion. Well, and Utah's there's a nothing, right to work state too. So your employer yeah. could fucking fire you for whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. And there's no there's no protection for there's no protection for non-religious just for religion right so in that sense i that and th this is why i'm not fully out because i'm a little bit weary of that right um, understandably so because the, it's the, bullshit the former 
HR um, representative at her. She, she, she's from London. So she understood a lot more and, and I was open with her about it and that was fine, but she's gone now. So it's a little different, but well, my company is like a big company. They're based out of New York. We have offices here, mm-hmm. Dallas, you know, a few other places. So it's, mm, I guess maybe it's easier that way. If, if yeah. I, if I still worked at the company I worked for like five years ago, probably wouldn't have been out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or at least not as out. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you know, when when we had the American Atheist Convention here in Salt Lake last mm-hmm. year, yep, uh, I got to drive Matt Dillahunty around while he was looking for snuff and yeah. <laughs> or yeah. snooze, snooze and snooze and Coca Cola, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I you know I chatted with him about the the job hunt because he had been laid off. He's a he's a QA guy and had uh-huh. been laid off from work and. And I asked him, I said, so do you think that your being an atheist has has hampered you in the search for a new job? And he said, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. He said, I've gone on interviews where, you, can you know, the Google Googled him. him yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He said, I, you know, I've been on interviews where the guy will ask me straight out, you know, what are your religious views? And he's like, me being an out there public entity kind of guy you know i'm i'm easily findable anywhere and you can see exactly what i think about all that stuff i know that it has harmed me or or been very unhelpful in trying to find a new job but for eeo purposes yeah. can they actually People. ask you about your religion and nope. they don't they can't ask you but they can google you yeah and yeah. shuffle your your application right i get that side. but yeah. you you mentioned that he had been asked in interviews oh yeah i would yeah, call that illegal. out yeah. right right away i would oh, yeah. been like that the place yeah. was go well. We're not an equal employment opportunity place. <laughs> then you can't hire people at all. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you'll have the feds crawling up your ass for that. But yeah, I mean, there's ways around it. But then, but then, how do you prove that? I mean, then it's just yeah, exactly. A, then it's just a he said he said. It's and, all here well, and it's it's the same. Yeah. It's the same problem that you know African Americans minorities had in the '60s, '50s, '70s. To Today. now, <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, where, you know, you come in for the interview, they ask you all the regular questions, whatever, but they notice things and they just don't submit the application, you know, or yeah. they let you go for some quote performance related issues. That's totally legals, you know, but the real reason yeah. is racial or I remember religious or some other, re- you know what I mean? So I remember, no- I remember 20 years ago when I was working in a fucking pizza hut. You know, as a fucking dude making fucking pizzas and cutting them as they cut them out of the oven and boxing them up and Wait, shit. Wait, what do they do at Pizza Hut? <laughs> <laughs> cut shit, box shit. <laughs> that one of the one of the guys I worked with, uh, telling us while we're working that his wife worked for a large medical place here in Utah, and that she was completely racist. And anytime she would see anything on an application that indicated that the person applying was black, she just wouldn't even hire him. Yeah. That's wow. Bullshit. Worked in the fucking HR department. Any indication that she got that they were black, whether it be on their name, anything that they mentioned about as, as far as the university they went to, if they went to Brown or anything like that. What? Wouldn't consider them at all. And Whoa. never fucking got caught for it because there's no way to fucking prove yeah, there's that no way shit. To know. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no way to know. Yeah, how do you how do you how do you say I wasn't hired because of this? Because right. they can come up with a million justifications as to as to why. Sure. It's very, very easily explained away. Yep. Well, do we have anything happy to end on tonight? 
No, but I do have this one thing. My new okay. vacuum arrived today. <laughs> oh, or yesterday what did you get? actually. I got. I ended up with the Dyson DC sixty five animal. Oh, you it's did. Fucking awesome! <laughs> Holy shit! Like I vacuumed. You know those two runner, those long runner rugs that I have in the hallway into the kitchen and, yeah. and in front of the front door there. So I vacuumed those with the regular vacuum last week, right? Or Danica did anyway. And then I vacuumed them today with a Dyson. Just those two rugs, just those two runner rugs, the the long runner rugs that I have in the hallway there, in each hallway in front of the door and in the hallway into the kitchen. It filled, it filled the fucking Dyson thing. Just those two rugs. You're gross, man. Your old vacuum cleaner. <laughs> honestly, like I, I looked at it. I, I went downstairs into Tracy's office while she's working. I was like, "You want to see something kind of cool and kind of gross <laughs> yeah. at the same time?" <laughs> nice. Like, look at what came off just those two fucking rugs. It's amazing. Sweet. <laughs> I like it. I have a Kirby and I love it. So yeah, I would never Kirby's buy a Kirby good. just because of the way they fucking sell those things and the way they treat the employees who are out there trying to sell them. Way to dude. She says one thing and you diss her, man. Nice job. <laughs> I'm trying to get her. Well, Ryan all night. said Ryan said he's got a Kirby too yeah, that he I, bought I, off KSL. Yeah, so, so I paid like a, a twentieth of the price they normally sell them yeah, for. Yeah. Well, and even so, and part of the reason I hate fucking Kirby is my ex in laws ended up getting sucked into buying a Kirby for like three thousand yeah. fucking dollars. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. This this old retired couple. Who are just nice and can't say no to anybody gets sucked in for like three thousand fucking dollars for a goddamn vacuum, and on top of that, having Tracy's daughter Danica work for somebody who's selling Kirby vacuums, and yeah, it yeah fuck Kirby. Okay, so you wanted to end up with something happy? No, I said no. I didn't have anything happy. Oh. But uh, well, we'll have Joanne Hanks and Steve Kino on the show next week. Yes, That'll be we fun. Will. That'll be fun and exciting. Her her book is a lot of fun. If if you haven't read it, you should you should read it. You should try to read it before the podcast next week. If you can't, then a- listen to the podcast, hear what she's got to say. It's a lot of fun. She she approaches the topic of polygamy uh and her involvement with the polygamist cult as mm-hmm. kind of a humorous thing. And it's it's a it's a good read. It's a lot it's, of fun. It's it's on the Amazon, so you can download it on the Kindle or any of those apps. Yep. That's what I did. Yep. Really good. I like Joanne. She's a lot of fun. She actually spoke. She and David Silverman were part of a panel uh, who had a not necessarily a debate, but a discussion with two BYU professors oh, yeah. next yep. year or last year ahead of the American Atheist yep. Conference yeah. here. Yeah, I saw her at that and at the uh, – she's also at the Day of Reason thing at the library. Yes. So I, I believe she also spoke at the uh, – not Skepticon – What's the other big thing that they hold in Vegas? DJ Grothy was the president for, or the James, the J Ref uh, convention. Oh, it's the James Randi. James Randi Foundation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have their annual convention in Vegas. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, uh, she was a speaker it's there. The amazing last year. something. The amazing meeting. Tam. Yeah, yeah, Tam. Tam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She spoke at Tam last year. All right, and she will be on the show next week. I'm excited. It'll be a good yeah, one. Yeah, that'll be great. Let's Listen. have Amanda back because I don't think we got enough out of her She's today. Yeah. <laughs> She's I, quiet. I do tend to be a little bit quiet. But yeah, <laughs> definitely I'd love to come back. I'll uh, find something in particular to talk about. Well, I could be a little more prepared. We just had fun having you on the show. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun. It was good to be on. It's always fun. We just have fun. 
<laughs> we like to bullshit and stuff. <laughs> Too much. And drink drinks and things. But if anyone wants to get involved with Atheists of Utah, um, come to something online. You can find Atheists of Utah on Meetup. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can also find them online at atheistsofutah.org. Mm-hmm. And via Facebook at facebook.com slash Atheists of Utah. And the most upcoming event is actually our family event at the Utah Museum of Fine Arts. That's on Saturday at 1. Utah has a lot of really cool museums. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and what, do, what do atheists care about beauty and Everything. <laughs> <laughs> but really the big thing is the gala. It's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, it's been, I think it will be. I'm super excited for it. I still awesome. need to go get fitted for my tux for the, for the tux. Yeah. Tell them I was the Suggins boys. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be pinstripe? You're going to have the fit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'll have to. I'll have to see what the men's warehouse has available. <laughs> <laughs> Holding a bag with yeah, a big dollar like sign on it. Look, I guarantee. Yeah, it. you. You yeah. could come dressed as a hobo. Whatever. We're 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 cool with that. Nice. Whatever. With my little stick and. And stuff in a bandana at the end of it. I thought oh, there's a word for that. that. What the hell is it? It is. I, I was trying to think of the term. That's why I just said stick in a bandana at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a word for that. Hobo backpack? No. <laughs> no, it's... Damn it. I won't be able to come up with it right now. Yeah. We'll Google it later. Yeah. No, we won't. But someone will. Anyway. Well, they already know and they're yelling at this. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>